When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome back to the Quack Report, everybody, Ducks fans, hockey fans, everyone all around that just loves to hear our silky voices on your Wednesday evening or Thursday morning or Friday or whenever you listen to this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Carter, and uh, I'm back with Nate, as always, and we're here to talk some Ducks hockey uh, as well as just kind of some other things that have been going on around the NHL so far this season. We're still kind of just getting back into the swing of things. Training camp starts, I think, next week sometime. Is that right? No, it starts this week for a lot of teams. Does it actually? It's starting either today or tomorrow. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I guess there has been some yeah. stuff come out like that of like um, guys that are going on LTIR and like who's mm. and, and some other stuff. I've seen news, yeah, I guess, teams. from Canadian teams. So. Yeah, some teams starting today started with, you know, physicals and that kind of thing and um, get on the ice tomorrow. Some of the teams are starting that stuff all tomorrow instead. So, yeah, we are we are officially back in hockey season. Yeah, and then preseason is two-ish weeks, I think. No, and preseason, then... I think, starts this weekend. No. Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. I got the... I, I've subscribed to like the calendar for the teams on my phone, but I don't ever look far enough ahead to really know. Oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ducks Coyotes, Sunday t- the 25th at 3 o'clock yeah, at uh, Mullet Arena, I'm assuming. That is in uh, Arizona. What's up, Reneal? Hey. Wait, are they playing at Mullet Arena? I thought they were playing... Um... That's what it says, so I don't I know. they were what... playing in Tempe. Uh, good question. I, I don't know. It just says Mullet Arena, so it, it could be out oh, of date. Interesting. Uh, um, yeah, because I don't think the arena is quite yeah. ready for them yet. Like for either team, like ASU or the Coyotes. Yeah, it, it could just be but, like that, you know, it, it just like auto-populates the... Yeah, that uh, could be. Yeah, so it might not actually be at Mullet Arena, but yeah, yeah. who knows. Um, also, what a great name. Like I know it's named after name, yeah. people, but Mullet Arena. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. Perfect, yeah. perfect. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, no way. Like they named it after like the hairstyle and then I was like, oh no, it's spelled like slightly different. So it's probably I still think but... for the Coyotes home opener though, they have to hand out like mullet wigs. Mullet wigs. Yeah. 
I think that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, if you got to play at a at a university it's making, stadium, it's like making you got to light have some of an odd it, situation, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, you got to do that. Let's see, who's that? Who's Mullet Arena named after? I want to know. Hi, welcome to a Ducks podcast. Here's the yeah. Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where we just, you know, browse Wikipedia pages live on an air to tell you useless information that has zero purpose. Um, good stuff. It's good stuff. Arena. The, the Wikipedia page is useless. Named after a person. Donald and Barbara Mullet's commitment to ASU and Sun Devil Athletics. There you go. That was, uh, oh, they just... Renamed it in August, maybe. Yeah. No, I think it's it a, just was named. Like this is a brand new arena. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just all the articles are from like August 23rd, saying that they. Uh, oh yeah. It, that it just got its name. So cool. It, Mullet Arena. Interesting. Very very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, welcome to the Ducks podcast. <laughs> Speaking of mullets, how you doing, Carter? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> my hair is actually speaking because you you brought up my hair. It's actually like ridiculously long. I need a haircut so bad. It's like disgusting. Oh fuck, I pulled that the wrong way. But I think yeah, I think you like, gotta I think you gotta do wild. the long mohawk. The Just, long mohawk. Yeah. It's here. I'll, I'll pull my headphones off so you can actually see it. It's like I I don't. It would be a lot of hairspray. Look at this. That's insane. I that mean, would be a lot. If you're not watching, you have no idea what I'm doing. But I'm just pulling my hair up, and it's like, it's about as long as Carter's forearm of hair. Let's just, let's just say that. What's up? <laughs> like it's as long as your forearm almost. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, probably probably, a, probably a good. Yeah, what twelve inches, something like that. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm really bad at judging distances. So fair I'm, enough. I have no idea, but yeah. Anyways, welcome to the ducks part of the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell it's still off season. Like we're we're not, yeah, we're not right. quite there. It's getting better, but we're not quite there. Yeah, we uh, we will be talking about the training camp roster that just got released today for the Ducks, as well as uh, some observations from the rookie faceoff tournament. Um, I, I didn't watch any of it. I don't know if you had a chance to tune into any of no, it, I didn't. Nate, but um, it, yeah, it, I mean, it's not one of those things that a lot of people really watch. Like, unless you get paid to watch it, you're probably not really going to. So, I, I've just kind of browsed some articles just to kind of get a feel for um, how some of the the Ducks guys did. But mm-hmm. they, they they don't like publish stats or anything like that. So, there's not going to be a lot there. Um, we'll talk some retirements and some signings and stuff from the NHL. Some of the bigger name ones. Quiz for Carter. Oh boy! Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really, really short. I just want to see if you can even do it. That says "mwahaha," which means it's probably impossible. But <laughs> eh, not impossible. I wouldn't say impossible. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then we got a fun game for what's quacking today because uh, we don't really have time to do the, the game kind of stuff during the season, but we've uh, we've got something lined up here. Before we get yeah. into all of the uh, stuff that we have on the slate today. Just want to thank everyone for listening. And if you like what you hear, be sure to hit that thumbs up button if you're on YouTube or the, the subscribe button if you really, really like us and you want us to like you as well. Um, a five-star review. On <laughs> I'm not going to like you otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just like you a little bit less, you know? Just, yeah. <laughs> a a five-star review on Apple Podcasts really uh, helps to just boost us in the algorithm so that more people can find the show and we can make a bigger and better community here on the quack report as well as the hockey podcast network just as a whole 
And uh, also, we're trying to be bigger and better than ever for season four. So down in the description, we've got a link to the to a Google form that um, we just want you guys to fill out, give us some feedback, what you like, what you don't like, so that we can uh, really just go strong for season four, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I really need to write something down because I uh, <laughs> I don't know how to sell things. I'm not the marketing. <laughs> you gotta give guy, your so. <laughs> stuff, you gotta give yourself your own script. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For for that kind of stuff, I really do. But um, and if you're new here as well, and you're just like we're browsing YouTube, and you're like, oh, what's this? These guys look funny. We are fun fact. Um, we uh, we live stream we do seven p.m. Funny, Pacific. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we live stream seven p.m. Pacific right here on uh, YouTube. The Quack Report, uh, as well as on our Twitter and Twitch channel and the Hockey Podcast Network's Facebook page, if you uh, still use that. Like, uh, if you're like my parents' age, then maybe you use Facebook. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Facebook's like something I've started to use less. Twitter's my go-to, personally. It's like Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, then Instagram and Facebook. Facebook's honestly more for like marketplace at this point or messenger. Yeah, that's really all I use it for. Like, I would probably get rid of it if I didn't like message certain people yeah. on there. Or, like, and I promote the show yeah. a little bit on there. Yeah, so. that's true. But also, it uh, helps me to keep up to date on like what my family's doing that I see like yeah. once every two years. So yeah, exactly. It's, it's good that way. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's where we live stream our episodes, um, and then. Once the season starts, we'll record some episodes on Sundays as well. That'll come out Monday, so you'll get uh, double the quack report and double the fun during the uh, Ducks hockey season there. So it'll be a good time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I hit everything. Yeah, that's it. That's cool. all we got to tell you. Now we can get into the the meat of the episode. Um, I guess we didn't talk about ourselves. How are you doing, Nate? What's uh What's new? I'm doing all right. Um, went up to Calgary this weekend. Visited my grandparents nice yeah so they're about to head off to australia for a month and a half oh wow yeah they're gonna go camping my my uh my aunt and uncle live down there i was gonna ask if they uh, were still down there if they'd moved somewhere else well technically they're in tasmania so which is like just off of like the mainland australia okay and uh so yeah they're gonna go hang out with them for a little while and then i think they're doing a cruise like I can't remember if they're going to New Zealand or not, but yeah, they're kind of doing like a, a cruise thing as well and nice. just going to have a good time. So, but yeah, a month and a half. I mean, I get it. You're flying for what's that? Like almost like 20 hours or something like that or something ridiculous. Probably, yeah. And I don't think, I think they were talking about like they don't have a direct flight. Like for them, oh, it's no. like Calgary to Vancouver to Sydney to Melbourne. I yeah, think is what that they're makes doing. Sense. So, um, yeah, most of those flights only go to Vancouver or come out of vancouver so yeah so but then like even in in australia they have to like swap or like swap flights so um yeah yeah, i totally get it if you're you know flying for that long take a bunch of time and hang out so absolutely holy shit okay i I just looked up on uh on google like a flight to australia although this is from um this, this includes like layovers and stuff too so Oh yeah, this is absolute insanity. So, <laughs> uh, from Calgary to Vancouver is an hour and a half, and yeah. then in Vancouver, they this is like if you left. Um, yeah, I don't know, it doesn't matter. But anyways, it, it would be a twenty-one hour layover. So Ooh. that's first of all, that's already insane. But yeah, then the flight itself from Vancouver to Sydney is fifteen hours. Yeah, it's a little nuts. 
Yeah, that's that's the longest one insane. I had was a 12, 10 or twelve hour flight. Oh man, yeah, no, that's still Calgary, way too long. Calgary to Amsterdam. Oh, is that how long it is? In my mind, I thought it was only eight hours because I've done that flight as well. But I thought it was only eight. Oh, I, I, could, I be, could be wrong. I, oh, I I could also be mixing it up because I had the layover in Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. to Budapest when I went to when my when my uncle was living in Hungary. Yeah, shout out to yeah. Uncle Mike, by the way. We're yeah, talking about him a decent amount, of, or at least people going to see him. <laughs> wow, it's because he like lives in super interesting places. It's, yeah, true. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, Calgary to oh, these are all like layovers. Is there not a direct nonstop? Here we go. KLM Calgary to Amsterdam, eight and a half hours. Yeah, but oh, okay. if you if you had a layover, yeah, okay. I must be, be I must be more, thinking yeah. like the ten hours total to to Hungary then. Yeah, it, it could sense. be because it's probably another, at least another couple hours there, a couple hours layover. You might yeah. have stopped in Toronto too. Like, who knows? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. You didn't? No. No. No, oh, we okay. just did straight Calgary to Amsterdam. So. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But cool. It's, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I got to hang out. Got to, yeah, I got to hang out with them for a little bit. And um, they were also babysitting uh, my little cousins. It's a very big family. And uh, like, like, there's quite the, it. I'm kind of like the odd. Yes, like we know you're the child. You're, you're like the well, black like, sheep, the, the yeah, odd kind one of. the one that looks kind of adopted. Yeah, kind of. Where it's like <laughs> I think there's like a fifteen or twenty year age gap between like my next, like myself and my next oldest cousin, mm-hmm. and then there's a fifteen age, fifteen year age gap between myself and my next cousin. Like oh, on yeah. my on my mom's side of the family, on my dad's side of the family, we're a lot closer. Like I think yeah. the youngest one is like twenty one now, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So like it's 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 a lot closer there, but yeah, my mom's side like I'm kind of like that weird kind of middle thing where it's like my oldest cousins are like it's those it's their kids that are right like yeah it's it's kind of odd so yeah yeah I know what you mean it it gets like super weird when especially when you get into like second cousins and stuff it's just like yeah. it's so messy and like you're like the same technically the same age as someone who's like technically your like second uncle. Or great yeah, uncle or it's, whatever, it's kind of and it's, it's just like, yeah, it's it's weird, but yeah, um, so yeah, very cool, very cool, yeah. So when we, uh, oh, the one the one cool thing that we did though was we checked out the, uh, I think it's it's the Canadian Military Museum in Calgary. There, oh, okay. um, I've drove past it like quite a few times, but I never had a chance to to go to it. So you know, we got there, and my grandpa's like, "Hey, like your you know your little cousins were were about to go." to like look at the museum do you want to come take a look mm-hmm. and i was like yeah sure let's go and uh yeah my grandpa and i are you know the more adults i guess right the oldest one out of the f- four of them that we took mm-hmm. like all my little cousins were between the ages of 10 and 6 so oh, yeah. you know like they're kind of they're kind of looking but they're also just kind of going through it they, they right? want to go and just like press the buttons that like yeah, talk about much. the exhibit they don't want to listen to it they just want to like press the buttons yeah pretty much whereas yeah. like my grandpa and i are kind of like stopping and looking at things and whatnot so you know mm-hmm. every now and then you had the youngest one go like come on guys hurry up and it's like okay we're just taking a second here <laughs> yes it's not a race to see who yeah. can get to the end of the museum first yeah. but uh <laughs> i know my, like my grandpa had said though that like he had been there a few times so like he just kind of let me like take my time at least with it and that sort mm-hmm. of thing and uh, the one especially, he was just like, I've been in this uh, part of it like so many times, but like you need to go take a look at it. I was like, all right, sounds good. And it was the uh, it was the aviation exhibit. 
And so there was a, a massive thing in it with World War II and the Lancasters. Um, mm. If you don't know what a Lancaster is, uh, that was the like the bomber planes in World War II uh, that the Canadians flew. And my great-grandfather, so my grandpa's dad, um, flew in those in World War II. And he, sat, he was the like the bomber. So he sat in the very front of those planes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he did make it out of the war and everything like that. Um, his, uh, his ship did get uh, shot down and uh, he was, he was fortunately able to jump because in his position, those are normally the first to go actually. Mm-hmm. So they didn't give them parachutes from what I can recall at least. Mm-hmm. And so when his ship uh, got shot down, he had to jump out of it into bushes. It was then caught by German forces. He was a prisoner of war and was part of the Great Escape, actually. And so then like it kind of got into a point as well in the aviation thing where it started talking about that, right? And like those that were shot down and those that were captured and how many survived. And I think it was like out of those that escaped, um, only I think it was like three or five successfully escaped and evaded recapture. And then I think it was 73 were recaptured and 50 of them were killed for trying to attempt. Mm-hmm. If I'm remembering those numbers correctly. So like my great grandfather, like I'm kind of like learning this in a museum was like part of a very small number of people. And it was definitely something like seeing his name actually written on like this massive display of like, you know, those that were captured and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, uh, yeah, it was, def- it was like definitely kind of cool. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Not, not like cool and like, a oh, like no way. My grandpa, like, yeah, no, suffered I, a lot I in the it, war, yeah. but like it's like <laughs> it's cool that like you like have that ancestry, like and yeah, like, exactly. that you know so, the story too, like you know that that's yeah. Happened, no, so. I I well, I was lucky to be able to meet him. I think he passed away when I was seven or eight. Oh yeah, because I I did like a I did like a project on him. I think in grade two, it was grade two or three when he uh, was when he passed, and that was also. I want to say like within like the last year, which it's it's with it was with a lot of World War II vets. Um, none of them really talked about it, right? Like, and mm-hmm. you know, PTSD wasn't a you know medical thing like like defined yeah. yet or anything like that. It was just shell shock. And but mm-hmm. yeah, like it sounds like a lot of these you know uh, brave men and women didn't talk about their experiences. And um, if I if I remember correctly, it was like there was this family gathering and. Um, my stepdad Vance was talking to my great grandfather and everyone kind of realized like, Hey, he is talking about the war. And that was like, I think it was like a year, year and a half before he passed kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, and then he started to be a bit more open. Like I know there's a, there's a videotape that's like two hours of him, like talking about, you know, his experiences and describing things on the plane and stuff like that. And, oh, no way. um, yeah, so I was lucky enough to, uh, to be able to meet him and that sort of thing. So it's not just, Oh, like just hearing about, like about him, like I was able to meet him and that sort of thing. So, mm. but, uh, yeah, to, to see his name and kind of like some of the stuff that he went through or they had like a display that was like the bottom of the aircraft, that uh, like showed like the size of the bombs that they dropped and everything like that. It was insane. So and it, it was really cool to really cool to check out though. So cool. But, yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. I'll have yeah, to check that, that out. Of, yeah. Cause I've, ne- yeah. I've also never been there. So yeah, we'll have to, yeah, for, if we're up in Calgary, we'll have to go. So, 
But uh, yeah, because there's a bunch more things that, like I said, like my little cousins were kind of running all over. There's a bunch more things that, like, I wish I could have had a couple more minutes with or that sort of thing. So, yeah. but yeah, uh, sure. yeah, no, it was really cool. So, and it's a, it's a lot bigger than it looks as well. So, mm-hmm. which is which is really neat. So, yeah, but, yeah, nice, cool. So, yeah, that was my weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's very eventful. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I see we got Allie joining in the chat here. Hello, Allie, with a, a little duck emoji there. Did you guys it. catch the rookie games? Uh, we didn't get a chance to watch them, no, but we will be talking about them just uh, based off of what we did see from them. And uh, I've got a new uh, new viewer for the live stream anyways uh, saying trade for Robertson. Oh, yeah, because uh, apparently he's going to miss the first few days of training camp. Yeah. I saw yeah. But, oh, my God. It starts with a J. Jim Neal? Uh, no, no, no. Oh. The Robertson in Dallas. Oh, Jason um, Robertson. Jason Robertson. Yeah. Why was I thinking like Jimmy or something? Uh, but yeah, he's still without a contract. So that's why he's not going to be at camp here for the first little bit. So yeah. But I mean, so, that guy's looking for money and he deserves rightfully it. Rightfully yeah. so, right? Like you're yeah. looking at the guys that are, you know, around his age. Like Tim Stutzla just signed for what, eight million a year for the next eight years? Something right? like, like that, yeah. He, and, like Cage Thompson got seven point whatever yeah, exactly. million. Like and Robertson put up well more than those guys did. So yeah, yeah. nine something, like definitely isn't out of the question. So Jim mm-hmm. Nill just is a little potentially cheap. <laughs> well, yeah, I saw a quote no. that, that said like um because they have like seven to eight ish million dollars of cap space, and and Jim Nill was like, yeah, uh, like I believe that's enough to sign Robertson, and I was like, are you sure? Yeah, like, <laughs> you have a twenty one year old, twenty two year old who scored forty fucking goals this last year. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's no way that's enough. <laughs> On top of the Jake Ottinger thing, like like that took forever as well, and it's like mm-hmm. that guy almost single handedly won you a series versus Calgary. Yeah. Like, yeah, just ridiculous. So. But yeah, stars only have three million in cap space. I think that's after Ottinger now. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I could be wrong on that one, but yeah. that's just my my assumption because I think it's five. It's around five million that uh, Ottinger got. So yeah, but yeah, we'll have to dive into that a little bit more if uh, maybe next week if that continues. So Robertson doesn't. Oh, have for sure. Yeah. I guess maybe something we have to talk about. So because uh, yeah, I it's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. I do want to pull this up here. Ali saying, "My weekend, I just I got to meet Jamie and Trevor. No big deal." Yeah, yeah. There safe. was a I, I was seeing the stuff on uh, on Twitter about like that meetup because uh, you know the the Ducks did a uh, yeah it's like a, a meet and greet with Trevor Zegers and Jamie Drysdale for their number change and mm-hmm. uh, they had like some kind of discount for you know like the new jerseys with their numbers and that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I was seeing the video of like the lineup for that. That thing almost went fully around Honda Center, which is ridiculous. Oh, and, damn, but like yeah. awesome, awesome, ridiculous. So yeah, but, yeah, it was it was cool just seeing you know like everybody that is from that area um, that you know like we interact with on on Twitter and that kind of thing, just like posting their experiences. Um, mm-hmm. Like one I remember was uh, uh, Savannah, I think. Um, oh, was. Yeah. Uh, she had done that uh, painting of uh, Zegris and Drysdale from their rookie year. I think it was after uh, Drysdale's first goal. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Zegris and Drysdale do have that. And she brought a print of it for them to sign. And mm-hmm. like, there's, there, 
like she shared a video of them like saying like oh hey like we, like we have this at our house kind of thing so oh nice that's cool. yeah so it, it was cool like it's kind of uh uh what's the word it's kind of like experiencing it through the lens of everybody else uh living vicariously through them yeah yeah know. yeah yeah so no, it would have been awesome to go do that but uh yeah the the, the timing and the money doesn't quite work right now <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> so maybe someday maybe someday yeah i uh i was just looking at the um the stars cap friendly here. Oh yes, Amon did say uh, six point two million total, taking away three point three uh, mm. million IR. Yeah, I, I think the six point three on cap friendly doesn't include the doesn't. I don't think it includes the three point three from Hudobin yet. Um, I'm just trying to do like some quick math in my. Oh no! Oh no! Maybe it does. So yeah, no six point three. Yeah, which yeah, no, that's not enough to. <laughs> Sign Robertson, like it's yeah, unless, like yeah. unless like like Amon says here in the comments, like unless you're doing a bridge deal, that's not happening. So. No, and then you're just shooting yourself in the foot because he's going to put up another stellar season, and then you're going to be like, well, you bridged me, now I'm worth ten million. Yeah, so exactly. Like, <laughs> better better start trading right now. So yeah, start yeah, retaining no sure, half yeah. on Jamie Ben and uh, Tyler Sagan for yeah, those are monster deals. Yeah, for like I'll, I'll, second yeah. and third round picks. Although next year they have Pavelski coming off his five and a half million dollar deal, so that's uh, the that's a significant See, like, that relief there. Still, so. That one's still been like a good value deal. Like I remember when that was signed, a lot of people were like, like especially with his age, right? We're like, hmm. really? like that, that's a hefty. Th- that's no, yeah, worked out. That's worked no, out no, very absolutely. well, actually. Yeah. No, no, I'm not saying it hasn't, but like hmm. he's there's no way he resigns for that much in Dallas if they even resign him. So it's yeah. Uh, yeah, but they do. They're going to have a lot of other guys to resign that yeah, same absolutely. year. So, yeah, they're they're going to be in some trouble. But we'll save that for another time, another time, and, yeah. uh, another podcast. But yeah, well, shall we? Uh, shall we get into the Ducks training camp roster here? Since that was just released today. Sure. All right. So here I am, just throwing it into so that you can take a look at it as well. Yeah, yeah, I took out a, a look at it earlier today, but I, um, I obviously don't know it off the top of my head. Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll just, we can we can simplify it here really quickly, thanks to uh, the San Diego Gulls and their press release today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ducks' 2022 camp roster features 29 Anaheim draft selections, which that's really good, right? Mm-hmm. It shows that we're continuing to ve- to develop our guys, uh, including seven Anaheim first round selections of the past four NHL drafts including Trevor Zegras, ninth overall in 2019. Obviously, he's got a roster spot. Yeah. Uh, Braden Tracy, 29th overall in 2019. Jamie Drysdale, 6th overall in 2020. Again, obvious roster spot. Mm-hmm. Jacob Perot, 27th overall in 2020. Mason McTavish, 3rd overall in 2021. You have to think he's getting a roster spot. Um, Pavel Mint- uh, Mintikov, 10th overall in 2022. And Nathan Gosher, 22nd overall in 2022. Uh, the 64-man camp roster includes 34 forwards, 24 defensemen, and six goaltenders, 10 Anaheim first-round selections, and 17 first-round picks overall. Oh, damn! Like they, this is a hefty training camp roster this year. Yeah, no, there's a there's a lot of potential here for this team to like be better than a lot of people think. Yeah. Um, depending on the a lot of things, but mainly the trajectory of those. Um, those seven first round picks from the last four years that you brought up just a, a few minutes ago, like those, 
if those guys start producing to the, the level that they should be for their age, like that's, um, yeah, we, we could have a sneaky good roster, but we'll have to see um, how things go at training camp. Like we'll have to wait until kind of the first round of cuts, I think, uh, to, to really know what the team is going to look like because a lot of these guys are only going to be here for like a week, right? And then they're... Yeah, if if that even. So, yeah, um, yeah I was taking a look at uh, like specific names and that kind of thing, um, just trying to see if there's anything that pops up. But it seems... Now, I've only really looked, because these are the teams that I follow, obviously, I've really mm-hmm. only looked at Calgary and Anaheim's uh, rosters, right? Yeah. And I think Calgary did 62 players. Um, yeah, Anaheim's doing... They have quite uh, a few PTOs, 64, though, right? Yeah, they do. Um, but, uh, like, the, from what I can remember, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, and that's this is kind of why I'm bringing this part up, though. Yeah. Like, this feels like a lot of players to bring in. I think, like, if I remember correctly, it's normally around like forty, maybe fifty guys that you're bringing in. Yeah, I think right? it's normally around fifty, but it, it so, kind of depends. Yeah, but uh, so kind of what it leads me to believe for Anaheim is Pat Verbeek and you know Dallas Eakins and the rest of the coaching staff really want to take a look at what they have here, right? Especially Pat mm-hmm. Verbeek, who's you know still newer to Anaheim to the Ducks system, right? Like, yeah. no doubt he's been going through all these guys for the last few months that he's been the GM, mm-hmm. but you know he's like, he just wants to see what is possible here. Oh, absolutely. and yeah. yeah, see see what's available within his own system first, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, he did bring in some guys like Ryan Strom and uh, and that sort of thing this off season, but. You know, you do have to fill out a couple spots in the in the NHL, but then you know there's still some spots that some guys may get slotted into. So, um, and that's also with uh, you know there there were um, injury reports put out today, as we kind of alluded to earlier. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to throw these out here quick. Yeah, uh, from the Anaheim Ducks Twitter account, center Sam Carrick had successful hip surgery in May to repair a torn labrum in his left hip. Uh, the expected recovery following surgery is generally six months. So we're looking about November, maybe pushing December for his return for there. To be ready, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and defenseman John Moore remains injured following his acquisition from Boston back in February. And there's no timeline for that at the moment. So there are a couple spots, that, especially this like center, right? Mm-hmm. Who could play fourth line center. Because you would think yeah. that oh, yeah. Mason McTavish is coming in. He's playing second or third, right? Um, it's like second or third line. I, I think. Yeah. I feel like if he's playing second line, he's maybe playing on the wing for Strom. Yeah, so right? it's, kind, it's kind of my get thought, the experience but, at center, but yeah. also like you have the two options there. Yeah. Yeah. Which and and we'll dive. We can dive into rosters a bit more, um, like next week. Right, just mm-hmm. when we have a bit of a better idea of who's maybe sticking around, who's not, and that kind of thing. But you got to think that McTavish is going to be on the roster this year. It would be very surprising if not. Yeah, he, like. he would have to have a pretty rough camp, I think. Yeah, and I, I don't think. I, I mean, given his performance at the World Juniors, like, a he's already kind of got a step ahead on a lot of these guys that didn't go to the World Juniors. Yeah, because he's kind of gotten into game mode already. Um, but B, like, he, he's like. He just put up an insane amount, and like he he put up unreal numbers at the World Junior Tournament, like historic numbers for Team Canada, which is mm. tough to do. So, you know, well, the fact like, that uh, 
So yeah. like that, that just screams to me that he's there's no point in sending him to junior. Like, why would you do that? It's at this point, it's better to bring him into the NHL too early than to have him just waste time kicking ass in junior. Yeah, well, and even then, like this, like this guy's been playing not just a lot of junior hockey, but a lot of hockey just in general, right? Because remember, it was the World Juniors back in December that then got canceled. Mm-hmm. Went back to junior, I think, for a couple weeks, and then he was off to uh, where was it? Uh, China for the Olympics, right? So he mm-hmm. played against men, right? Yeah, and then came back. Played more junior, went to the Memorial Cup, got to the finals that ended at the end of June, right? So really, the guy had July off because then you go into August, like you had like a month and a half off where you go into August then and you're back in the world juniors, right? And then you're getting ready for development camp and, uh, and, you know, rookie tournaments and training camp now. So Mm -hmm. this guy's just been going nonstop, but like it's been spaced out enough at the same time that he's hopefully rested enough yeah but for you know for a guy his age he's playing a lot of hockey lately so mm-hmm. yeah it's, which, it's interesting yeah so and again just kind of like those varying levels of competition right from you know just junior to the world juniors right where it's the best guys at your age uh to the olympics right which um you know i don't think anybody was initially thinking that he was gonna be even as like part of the selection when um uh, the NHL player because it was supposed to be the NHL guys, right? Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. very quick. It very quickly turned to, hey, we need non NHL guys. Hey, Mason McTavish, you want to come with? Yeah, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you guys been like he's played a lot of hockey and in a lot of different places. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, who who else? Uh, Glenn Godden. Like I said, he he's a. We we I'm pretty open about this. It's Calgary and Anaheim for me. Uh, yeah. Glenn Godden is a uh, or was a Calgary prospect at one point there, so I'm interested to see uh, what he can do potentially on this team. Uh, Justin Kirkland's another one, uh, another guy that's kind of bounced around for a little while there. He played in Stockton last year, Calgary's affiliate, um, putting up 48 points in 66 games. Um, fun fact, I actually just got his jersey this weekend as well, actually. His oh, nice. preseason Calgary jersey. So, um, yeah, that'll get added to it. Not this wall. I actually did manage to convince my girlfriend to let me hang it in the living room. Oh. <laughs> that's a slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, okay, that's the one that I can put up. And she's like, but you don't yeah. even, like, you didn't even care about the player. I'm like, yeah, no, the like the, the Flames logo is going to be sticking out the front. Oh, okay, fine. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, job is going to be there, which that'll be fun to take a look at him a little bit more, right? Um, I'm just okay, that's all the forwards. I'm taking a look at defensemen now. Oh, Olin Zellweger is obviously gonna, is obviously there. I can't wait to see what he can do. Um, he's yeah, he's kind of in the same boat as Mason McTavish. We'll talk about him a little later when it comes to uh, yeah, the the, the rookie face off tournament, but. Man, it's going to be tough to deny him a roster spot. Like, there's a lot of competition, obviously. There's yeah. 24 defensemen at camp here, and there's only six. six you, I mean, you can make the argument for seven spots. So, like, mm-hmm. it's that's 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 tough, especially with how young he is. Like, he's only 19, right? For September 10th, 2003. Yeah, yeah 19. Like, he just yeah. turned 19. So, like, it, it's going to be tough for him to be able to like outplay a lot of these veteran guys but like at the same time he's played a lot of hockey 
like over the last year at all sorts of levels, but he has put up insane numbers while doing it. And not even just insane numbers, like his play has just been solid for a defenseman, both offensively and defensively. So like it's, I'm really, really interested to see what happens with him. And I feel like for the Ducks as well, it's, it's, like last pairing, that's maybe where you're going to get a spot, right? Except for like besides like seventh defenseman. Yeah. But you don't want a guy like Zellweger sitting as your seventh defenseman, right? That's the case no. where you would rather him play in San Diego and get the reps in on the first line. Yeah. But he has to you, go back to the, the top the WHL, fours, though, right? Because uh, he's only 19. Oh, like. Yes. Yep. So yeah, he did to go back, I think. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, like like your your top four defensemen are going to be obviously Drysdale, Fowler, uh, Klingberg, and uh, uh, who else am I missing there? Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, uh, and should be in there, right? If you want to make it five. Yeah, I think so. Like I think he played well enough last that, year, but that might be like where you get your spots. So yeah, throw in I, I mean, you're in there and have yeah, say a bottom pairing of Vakaninen and. Shattenkirk? That's maybe putting yeah. a lot on Zellweger to be a second pairing defenseman already, but no, but like it's I, you're, I mean if you're gonna learn, right? <laughs> yeah, like I wouldn't even necessarily defense is weird because you have yeah. first, second, and third pairing, but like it's if you're playing on the, the quote second pairing, like you still might only be getting third pairing minutes. Like you might prime he might primarily be playing with uh I don't know, Fowler or Klingberg, whoever takes that. Um, well, no, it'd probably be Fowler and Drysdale. So yeah, Klingberg in second yeah. pairing minutes, but like it might be Fowler or sorry, Klingberg <laughs> and uh, and Shattenkirk like might get minutes together as well. Or Klingberg and uh, Vakanainen, yeah. right? So like Zellweger might kind of be subbed out for for less minutes. Like he might only play seven minutes a game, even though when he does play, he's second pairing, right? Yeah, and it's. It, it, and again, like this is something we can talk about, like as we're getting closer to the season, if he's still, you know, at training camp and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But like, yeah, you have to balance as well. You can't just have like two offensive defensemen, right? Because that's a bit of a defensive liability, right? Mm-hmm. So, and so, like, that was just kind of like throwing out there that you might have like King, like Klingler, uh Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I know it's, it's Zoidberg, hard to say, um, <laughs> Klingberg and Zellweger. I was, tr- I was trying to do both of them basically at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but like, those are two offensive defensemen, right? So you're probably not going to have them together. I just kind of threw those names out there. Yeah. But yeah, of course. But yeah, like, it'd be interesting to. Mm-hmm. See for sure. So, well, and obviously thing, the goaltenders uh, that that I'm taking a look at, right? Like it's it's set in stone. I yeah, unless something drastic happens, of uh, yeah, John I mean, Gibson and know, Anthony but... Solars, right? Yeah, but you're gonna have the a bit of a start of a goalie battle here, I think, with Oli Eriksson Ek, Lucas Dostal, and Gage Alexander. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like, that'll be interesting to see what happens. So, yeah. Dostal, I like Dostal's ninety nine point nine is going to be in the AHL. He's going to be your starter there, right? Yeah. But Erickson X numbers, which mind you, San Diego did not do great either last year. But Erickson X numbers did not look great. I like, like it, it's kind of taking the team play into mm-hmm. consideration. But comparing uh, yeah. Erickson X to Dostal's didn't look great so yeah like it's the same team so why is it so different yeah maybe that backup role in the ahl is uh is up for it's 
yeah, is up for contention there. So, and uh, mm-hmm. Alexander might be a guy that can take it. So it'll be yeah, interesting yeah, to exactly. see for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I am curious if, depending on how Lucas Dostal plays, if you start him in the NHL this season and just, just to see what he can do at the beginning of the season, like it's, it's not very common, I don't think, but like, do you carry three yeah. goalies for the first couple of weeks to, and just see what Dostal can do? I don't, oh, th- because I, I mean, I'd have to look at if he was waiver eligible. Yeah, that's I'm not what I'm to, wondering here. I'm not 100% well. sure on what the rules are. But at the same time, I don't know if you want to do it right at the start of the season just because you're you're trying to get a good footing, right? And give mm-hmm. yourself, like, yes, it's an, it's an 82-game season, but yeah, you can definitely, you can definitely, like, win a season or lose a season in the first two months right yeah, no that's Month and true a half. Yeah. so and yeah. when i say you can lose a season you can also have the flip side right of think of uh what was it buffalo like when their first 10 straight or something like that and then mm-hmm. ended up like second last in the league at the end of the year so yeah but like that that does have a lot of like those first few games do have a lot of importance of you know it's it's still figuring out maybe line combinations but just you're getting the flow going and that sort of thing and um, those first few points, because a lot of those games typically are against division rivals to start the season, right? That That's gets true. you a leg up right away. So, yeah. So if if you know you're you're having your first few games, um, I'm just taking a look here at the Ducks schedule. Um, yeah, here if, if we take a look at their first ten games, let's see when the regular season starts here. I believe it's October 12th is the first regular season game against the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, so there's yeah. a division rival. Yeah. And then you go and play. Uh, then you have Tampa and Toronto coming through town already and Florida. Jeez. Um, okay. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, load more. Eight, nine, ten. Fun fact, actually. Uh, <laughs> Two of the first ten are against division rivals. Both games are against Seattle. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, that's that's not usually the case. So, yeah, um, I, I did look, pull up Lucas Dostal on Cat Friendly here. He is waivers exempt. So, if uh, oh, if there you do want to call yeah. him up and and keep him with the roster at the beginning of the season, we can send him down whenever we want. That is not an issue. Um, mm-hmm. And and the cap also is not an issue. Really, it just comes down to roster size. And if we want to carry, uh, how many defensemen we want to carry as well? Because depending on Zellweger, we could want to carry seven or eight defensemen as well and kind of rotate mm-hmm. them. Yeah, true. around like that. That's a little more common than carrying three goalies, I would say. But um, where did this list go here? Yeah, so it's it's interesting. Like obviously, you, you can kind of pick out who's not <laughs> going to be making the roster excuse me, to start the season, but there's uh, definitely some interesting names that you think, you know what, They're, they could make a name for themselves and, and earn a mm-hmm. spot in the bottom six and, and work their way up the lineup or uh, or even just, you know, kind of travel with the team to practice and, uh, and maybe get some games in um, as like 13th or 14th forwards or 8th defenseman or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be interesting, yeah. yeah I saw... Cool. Um, 
Uh, I saw Allie was saying uh, that she could see Gage Alexander in San Diego. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be good for him because um, he played in the dub last year. Yes, with Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah, and had pretty decent numbers. So that would – and he is uh, 20, so – yeah, I could actually go to. San yeah, Diego. he could play in. He could play in San Diego at that point. Yeah. Um, and you're going to the Tampa game. Nice. That'll be fun. Yeah. Hopefully they uh, can do Getzlaff's retirement there. Yeah. It's it. It just makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Perry going to be in town, so. Uh, otherwise, they're probably going to do it like the next season. Like if they don't do it in Tampa this season, they're not. I don't think they're going to do it this season. But. Yeah. And Perry, ha- yeah, Perry has one more year left with Tampa. I mean, like, unless he continues, but it, yeah, who knows? That's yeah, possible. It's, re- it's really hard to say. So, yeah, um, you got some stuff for the it? rookie face-off tournament, and then I think yeah. we'll take a break. We'll, yeah. we'll do kind of Sounds we'll good. kind of split the show up. I think right, we this is us planning on air, <laughs> duck, like duck stuff. Then we'll take a break. Uh, other hockey stuff. Take a break. We'll do kind of the game and the show. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Yeah, so rookie faceoff tournament. Ali asked earlier if we watched it. We didn't get a chance to watch it, and so we just kind of seen th- some things afterwards on on Twitter or in articles or whatever from this. So, um, just for those that are unaware, the rookie faceoff tournament it happens pretty much across the whole NHL, but it happens in like pockets. So, like mm-hmm. southern, like southwestern United States has their tournament, and then at the same time, like. Uh, Western Canada has theirs, which is like Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg, I think. And then, yeah. so it happens all over, but it's just rookies, prospects, guys that have not played um, or have not burned the first year of their ELC in the NHL. And I think you have to be under like 21 or something like that. I think there's an age limit. I'm not 100% sure on that. I think but. it, I feel like it depends on the tournament because I know for the. Uh, like the one that was held in Penticton for, like you said, like Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, yeah. Winnipeg. Um, and even uh, even the one, I forget, like which one, whatever one Columbus was a part of, like mm-hmm. Cole Stillinger played a good chunk of NHL games last year and he was in that yeah. tournament. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, same thing with, uh, with uh, you know, the Western Canada tournament was, yeah, you still had guys who have played NHL games. They were, mm-hmm. they were playing at the tournament, so... Yeah. So yeah. So you're right. It does kind of. I think it kind of depends on the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty informal. Like you you can't even find stats from this tournament. It's really just like pre-training camp, like pre-season, pre-pre-training camp season. That's what I'm trying to say. So it's. uh, So yeah, and and it's really just to see what rookies you kind of want to invite to your camp. I think is kind of the idea behind it. I'm not really sure, but. um, Yeah. So there's not a ton out there. We didn't watch it, but. from what I found, Eric Stevens' article from The Athletic uh, that has 10 of the, or 10 observations from, for the Ducks from that tournament uh, kind of seems to be the best summary and, and just kind of compiles the general feelings, I guess, from everything else in the, or from what everyone else has said about the tournament. Mm-hmm. So, um, so kind of the takeaways here um, was that Zellweger, was amazing. He he had a phenomenal tournament, and that's really no surprise to anyone that's watched him play at a at any level so far this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Braden Tracy and uh, Pavel Mintikov had uh, good tournaments as well. Braden Tracy, a twenty nineteen pick. Am I remembering that correctly? I, uh, uh, Mintikov. 
Uh, Braden Tracy. Oh, Braden Tracy. Um, yes. Um, yes, 2019 first yeah. round pick. Yeah, and Minchikov was uh, this last year. He was our first round pick, was he not? One of our first round picks. Yeah, I think so. If I, yeah. again, I, I'm trying to keep remember all this now. <laughs> I know it's it's. <laughs> I, I I get them mixed up all the time. Where's uh, Minchikov on here? Um, oh no, yeah, he was our tenth overall pick. Yeah, so he was our yeah. our early first this year. Um, and yeah, apparently they had really good tournaments as well. Tracy being a forward, Minchikov a defenseman. Um, what else here? Uh, Warren, uh, what's his first name? Why am I, this is why I should have wrote it down. But he's a defenseman. Noah no. Warren. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lived up to uh, what Shane had mentioned, if you remember back to mm-hmm. that episode when we had Shane on after the draft, um, where he said Noah Warren is going to be just a monster, like basically Josh Manson in a few years. 6'5", 225. Yeah. That's what this that's, article has him listed at. That's a, I was listening to 32 Thoughts today. I'm pretty sure they said that's what Chara was too. Like at like, his at his age or no? No, no, no. Like like now, that's what Char is. Oh no, no, no. Chara's oh god, what was it? Chara's like six nine two fifty something. Oh yeah, yeah, here it is six nine two fifty. Yeah. So but yeah. I mean I, like at that point, like what's <laughs> what's the difference? You're you're still getting absolutely fucking steamrolled. So like <laughs> Exactly. Um but if, yeah, if he was just like a if monster. You see on what the ice. about like two twenty five plus looks like slamming into somebody? Uh, you can go watch the ad on our Twitter page of me hitting. Car. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm about like the two thirty, two thirty five right now. So, yeah, and I'm probably about the weight and height of everybody else that was in this tournament yeah. as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you, you get thrown around a little bit. So, I got the uh, weight, but not the but not the height. By any yeah. means. So. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. No, Warren's almost a foot taller than me, like 10 inches. <laughs> yeah, that's insane, man. Uh, Drew Hellison uh, apparently started kind of shaky, another defenseman. I think he was our, uh, another second round pick from this year because he's the one that played with Noah Warren, right? In, yeah. Uh, oh, no, uh, he's 21. He's been, he's been around for a bit. Oh, has he? Okay. Yeah. What am I thinking of then? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'll, I'll figure it out eventually. Um, but yeah, apparently he was just kind of okay. Perot, um, Jacob Perot was dangerous on the power play, especially getting saucy feeds from Mason McTavish, uh, but just needs to improve at five on five, which kind of worries me because I think Perot has a lot of potential to be an NHL player, but we need guys that can produce at five on five because See, our five on five is dog shit. Yeah, but the, the thing is for me, though, is a lot of junior guys will you know have a bit of a specialty mm-hmm. and it's it's time in the AHL or if they're that good, the NHL right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start to develop a bit more of like, yes, they obviously work on that specialty a little bit more, but they get a little bit more of a rounder game. Some guys mm-hmm. more than others. Yeah. Um, if you really get it, you start getting nominated for Selkies, which awesome. So, but some mm-hmm. guys are, you know, purely the offense. Think of Sonny Milano, right? That guy mm-hmm. is purely offensive and transition, which is fantastic, but it's his defensive numbers aren't as great. By the way, Sonny Milano, yeah. a PTO in Calgary. So that'll oh, yeah. be interesting right. to see. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we talked about that last time. So yeah. Um sorry, I'm just catching up on some comments from Allie here. Um, yeah. Warren and Goche, that's who it was that oh, yeah. um, that they played together. Scored back back goals, bestie agendas, so real. That's awesome. <laughs> um 
Of course, Mason was captain. Yes, very telling for the future. And uh, Hellison was in the USA team with Zegris. We got him in a trade, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, it looks like with... Yeah. Uh, well, he was drafted right. by Colorado, but it doesn't necessarily mean we got him from Colorado because I can't... Oh, no, I guess the, in the Mason McTavish one. That's right. Or not Mason McTavish. The uh, uh, Josh Manson yeah. trade. That's where he came from. Yeah. I remember that now. Um, Pastor Jov was very quiet. Um, not like bad, just kind of was there. Didn't... Not as noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which happens. But uh, And then the shocking thing for me was Mason McTavish had no goals. How yeah, many weird, assists, right? though? How many assists, though? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, he, he, he definitely had a few assists. We'll, we'll see if uh, Eric Stevens had that in here. But yeah, surprisingly, no goals. Um, Ten shots in the three games they played, which, so it's not like for lack of trying, right? But, and five uh, of them in the final game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't say assists. I, I would imagine he had... You know, quite a few though. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, sure the, just, issue, just but... reading this quick though, it looks like he was playing a little bit more like uh, our good buddy Ryan Getzlaff, right? Where he's like, he's looking f- just for the opportunities to score, not just like him to score, mm-hmm. just the team to score, right? So if there's a chance that's better than what he has, he's obviously dishing the buck. So yeah, um, it, it, which, it could be a that's conscious not a decision. Bad thing. Yeah, yeah, it could have been a conscious decision as well, like where he was like during this tournament, he's like, I want to show everybody that I can pass as well as shoot. Like, everyone knows I can shoot the puck. I mean, yeah. we saw that, like, last year in the, in the nine games he had with yeah, the Ducks. The dude two, had a fucking two, wicked shot, right? Two goals, right? In nine, in I think nine so, games, yeah. Which isn't bad for an 18-year-old. So. No, but they were nice shots. Like, I, yeah, I vividly exactly. remember them. It was awesome. So he might be willing to, or he might be trying to go into this season like, hey, look at I can set these guys up for opportunities. Yeah just as well as I can shoot the puck. Like, I, I'm dangerous. So it could be kind of conscious there, but I mean, 10 shots and no goals also kind of says like, I mean, you, it looks like you're kind of still trying to score goals. Maybe you're, or, or who knows? I don't know. Like I said, I didn't watch it, but just interesting. Like, it's not a bad thing, but yeah. um, I mean, it, it kind of is, but for a nothing tournament, like who cares? It's just yeah. something for us to talk about. So Just to get going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the rookie face-off tournament there. Um I, I haven't looked into any of the other teams that were involved in the uh, the Ducks tournament here, but um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of really all these tournaments are for is just seeing where some of these guys are at compared to guys at their level. So I don't know, did you come across anything else that we that I hadn't really touched on yet? Or? Not that I could think of. Um, the only thing I had in mind, it's not even Ducks related, but um, just San Jose, so they're new look had leaked and oh, yeah. then they went out with it and then they had an amalgamation of the old and the new at this tournament i was seeing pictures of it mm-hmm. so it was the like jerseys and socks from last year but all the new helmets gloves and pants so it, <laughs> it just it looked really odd to me that's really the only other thing i can think of like i said it doesn't mean shit it's not even anaheim related that's the only mm-hmm. other thing i can think of offhand i'm just like man that just looks weird yeah that's interesting huh. but yeah, well, that's uh, that's kind of all the Ducks news we have. We'll be talking uh, some news around the NHL afterwards. And then, yeah, we got a, uh, a fun game planned for what's quacking that you uh, will not want to miss. So, yeah, but first we're going to take a quick break and you'll hear from our friends at DraftKings as well as at Raycon. And we'll see you guys in a couple minutes. 
The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. Again, that's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of Jimmy Eat World's sweetness to get me back into the duck season spirit, and it's been great. One of those reasons it's been so great to listen to, it's because of my Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Raycon gives you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right, so you get the quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. I personally love my Raycon headphones for at the gym. With their noise isolation feature and bass boost sound profile, which is one of three available, along with its IPX6 water and splash resistance, they are my go-to earbuds when I'm breaking a sweat. So if you want a pair of these awesome earbuds, go to buyraycon.com today and use the code THPN15 to get 15% off of your Raycon order. Again, that's code THPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off your order. All right, we're back. I was just looking ahead in the outline and I was... um... I was confused that uh, about one of the players, and I was like, "Are you sure they played there? Like that doesn't seem right." But apparently, they did. I'll, I'll let you know when we get to it. But okay, um, I was like, "Who are you talking about here?" <laughs> yeah, no, I was, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I just wasn't using my full brain. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into some of the big retirements that were announced on Monday morning. Um, some of them not quite so surprising. One of them I was actually kind of surprised by, but we'll. Uh, so maybe we'll start with that one. PK Subban. Yeah. That was a uh, like obviously he hadn't signed a contract yet, so it, it kind of makes sense. But I I didn't think that he would just call it quits at that point. Yeah. So okay, I'm gonna see if just now that you bring it up, there was kind of like some stipulations that he just had for himself if he were to continue. Okay. Um, Uh, I forget even like who had put that out there. It was, I think it was basically along the lines of though, it was either a reunion with Montreal or a shot at a cup with Toronto, which like he's from Toronto. So 
makes yeah. sense, right? Mm-hmm. Want to yeah, try no, with the hometown that, yeah. team or yeah, reunion in Montreal where you started your career and the people that booted you out in the first place are no longer there anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it sounds like when those I, I forget who put that out, so I apologize. Um, but uh yeah, it sounds like when those two things were kind of a for sure not going to happen, then he's like, okay. Which, you know what? I totally understand and like all the all the power to him. The guy has been through a lot physically, right? right? Like yeah. everybody remembers, which is how he was. He was a very physical defenseman, right? And oh, he put yeah. his body through a lot, um, you know, back injuries and that kind of thing. And it definitely takes its toll. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you take a look and you're like, man, he was only 33. But the miles that that dude put on his body in the uh, 834 games that he played, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. still a good amount of... That's a, still a lot of hockey. Yeah. Um, that's not even including playoff games, right? That's just regular season games. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I, I, the league is going to miss a guy like P.K. Subban. I really hope... It sounds like he does... I, f- I forget what it is, um, but he does have some kind of uh, like podcast or something that's going to be happening... So yeah, I'm excited to see what he does there. Yeah, but, I heard it's kind of like a, um, it's going to be more like a TV show kind of thing. Um, okay, I, I, they, they can they talked about it on Thirty Two Thoughts and they compared it to something else, like I think similar to um, what someone in the NFL has. Oh, what is it? Uh, oh, Peyton it Manning has a show. Peyton's, yeah. Peyton's yeah. something. Peyton's uh, Peyton's points. No, it's got a better name than that. Peyton's, something like that. Peyton's but, places. Uh, and yeah, it's gonna be, go. It's going to be like PK's places, but. Um, what is it? Two-time Super Bowl champ with the Colts and Broncos interviews former NFL players, coaches, and other key figures. Okay, so yeah, it's it's kind of a podcast type of thing, but yeah, like a TV show podcast. So yeah, because I was gonna say if it's not something like that, somebody ESPN, uh, TNT, or Sportsnet like had to pick him up for a panel role, right? How yeah. could you not? Like, yeah, I still no think of because like, he did go on to a panel for a little bit. I forget what season that was, but the Devils weren't in the playoffs, so. He kind of went on just as a as a guest for a, for a little while into the playoffs there. Mm-hmm. Um, Might have been two seasons ago, like not this last. Yeah, I think so. Before, I think. Yeah. But the the thing that I think back to, and I think this is like more of a, it was more of a joke thing, right? Where PK got a suit very similar to a Don Cherry, and he's even just like trying, like just pretending to be Don Cherry and how he talks and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, just nailing it, right? But like. That's the type of charisma that the NHL is really going to miss, right? The type of personality, mm-hmm. but that entertainment around the sport is going to love right away. Oh, absolutely. Right? So yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did this show and also had a panel role because they were saying yeah. that even if he did sign a contract in the NHL, they were still going to do this show. It would just like kind of be a little bit more delayed um, mm-hmm. than originally planned. But now that they're not, they can kind of ramp up production on it so yeah potentially don't get me wrong, on don't get me wrong. Panel, i would i would love to have him on sportsnet being a canadian viewer and oh stuff yeah. like that it'd be fantastic i can understand why he'd go to espn or tnt though because they pay a lot more that's, mm-hmm. that's what i've heard at least yeah and uh but yeah i think it'd be so much fun to have him on sportsnet and like especially because like that's like that panel specifically has gotten a little bit more lively over the last couple of years right it's a Since lot less BXA. Yeah, since BXA and just yeah, like mm. a lot less suit and tie and a bit mm. more like like it's it's still business like well if you, oh my god, even just the attire, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it's a little more relaxed 
in a way, right? Like Elliot Friedman's yeah. wearing turtlenecks on TV and stuff like that. Yeah, like it's, um, it's like more you said, of like an entertainment DX thing on, than like yeah. a than like a news broadcast. Like, like they're still they're still having great discussion, but it's not mm-hmm. this is hockey and this is this and this is that. It's like yeah. they're like telling kind of telling stories and giving the relation to it, but having fun at the same time, right? And actually having good discussion as well, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I won't go as far to say as like maybe arguments, but even like heated discussion will go with, right? Like I, I forget mm-hmm. what exactly it was about, but um, was it, uh, was it Carolyn Cameron, I think in BXA kind of like went like a good back and forth at one point. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, you know, I remember I've, from I've been the able battle to of Alberta yeah. too. this, like in the playoffs, there was, they had a very heated discussion on the, that's what it was. Blake Coleman um, kicking motion. Yeah. I think, and, I think that's and, what it was actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because that game ended up going to overtime. So they had that, to talk about during yeah. like that was that was all they had to talk about because that they didn't have anything else planned and the whole intermission was them basically yelling at each other like no you're <laughs> fucking wrong in the most I respectful was a player, way yeah in the most respectful way they were yelling at each other yeah 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 exactly so um jesus sorry i just hit my desk and <laughs> absolutely ruined my camera um, angle but yeah, but yeah no it's it's interesting what ali brings up here i loved when they had charles barkley on mm-hmm. you look at the broadcast for like bnba right where they have these guys like charles barkley or shaquille o'neal right like those guys are still able to talk about the game because obviously they know the game right they're some of the greats but yeah. they're able to have fun with each other at the same time right and it makes the intermission viewing enjoyable right like i remember mm-hmm. even like as a canadian like growing up, like, yeah, I was younger than that kind of thing. But, you know, when I was younger, at least it was, okay, you want to watch Don Cherry? And that was kind of it. But as, um, and it was like right around the time that Don got fired as well was kind of when everything, especially with the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Pandemic yeah. kind of changed how everybody kind of does things to a point. And so that's like, that was kind of the start of things being a little bit loose. The thing I remember was Elliot Friedman growing up that massive beard. Yeah, yeah. And his whole thing was basically the sports and of like, okay, if the, if the players are able to just do things that are like, I'm, I'm not coming to work like a hundred percent either. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit of time. Just have fun with it. And yeah, uh, like we yeah, got to so do like something there, to this, some, like be entertaining during this yeah. time because so everything else sucks. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. over the last couple of seasons, it's been a lot more enjoyable. Like I want to sit down and listen to intermission talk because, like, yeah, they're talking about that stuff and whatnot. So, yeah. um, so yeah, like BK would be fantastic for that. Um, I haven't seen much for the ESPN stuff. I, I've heard some things are pretty good and some things yeah luckily tortorella is not there anymore he's he's gonna (laughs) deal with the shithole of philadelphia but um (laughs) no no offense to philadelphians i just mean like the flyers itself and we'll get into that a bit later too um but uh but like i have been able to see the the tnt panel quite a few times with different games and that and that seems like a great panel and that's a perfect mix as well right of like Mm -hmm. you know you got paul bissonette who is kind of that uh with with you know, I, I, I use this term. He played for them, uh, the Coyotes, anyway. But he's, he's kind of the wily coyote on the on the panel, right? And then you got mm-hmm. a little bit more serious. And they kind of got that middle ground almost with surprisingly Wayne Gretzky, right? Like where, he, yeah, where, like <laughs> he's like the the stoic. Like as soon as he talks, you listen because that guy knows shit. But mm-hmm. he but he'll throw a joke at this and that, and everyone goes like. You just got burned by Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. You'd sit down if you're not already. Like, yeah, no shit. Like you could, you're not gonna come back at Wayne Gretzky. Like that's not gonna happen. Exactly. <laughs> so. But then when Bissonette does, right? It's it's pretty funny. But most of the time yeah. you can't because it's normally about oh, you know, like, like Gretzky's 
you know, make like make some crack at you know his career. It's just like, yeah, I can't say shit about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like it's the great ones. So. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah it's more enjoyable. Yeah. And like if like like PK Subban would be great on a panel to bring this like back to the original mm-hmm. point here. PK would be great on a panel, um, but he just he still needs to be out there somewhere. I think the hockey world is yeah. not ready to. The, the hockey world needs PK Subban in some form or another. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. absolutely. And, and if, if that's not on the ice, it has to be in front of a camera, I think, or a microphone. The job I want him to have is like the, um, like the, like Ali Lozoff's job, like the, yeah. the right after the period is over, like, hey, come, can we have a quick yeah. minute just before you head to in, the in dressing? between the benches, ice level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or like just in the hallway or like wherever it happens to be. I want him to have that job because, yeah. especially because he's just like so. F- like he, he's just out of the NHL, so he knows basically everybody in the NHL yeah. to some degree. I want him to have a job like that where he's just like barking at, at guys to like, hey, come here for an interview, and no one's gonna say no because it's PK Subban. And like the interview, like there could be a lot of fun in in those interviews, I think, because they're just yeah, so quick so and too. you don't have. And the, and they're so informal, anyways. Like he could just ask like stupid questions or like if someone makes like kind of a dumb play, like I could see him. Um, like just harping on them about that, for example, and like yeah. PK Subban getting interviewed or PK Subban interviewing Trevor Zegras like post first period after Zegras like, pulls see. off a Michigan or something like two. that. Like, could you imagine how good that would be? The charisma there of the two of them would yeah. make your televisions explode, people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, or or even like a like like a guy who's normally very serious. Like, um, like could you imagine PK Subban trying to make? Like Sidney Crosby trying crack up in the second intermission of a game when the Penguins are losing like five nothing to the okay, Lightning now, or some shit. Like, okay, this this might go down a completely different conversation here, but like, I feel like Sidney Crosby, like game time, yeah, he, he's he's serious and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Sidney Crosby, a hundred percent, like from like listening to interviews from like the last say five years or that kind of thing, is definitely a guy that I would want to sit down and have a beer with and just hang out. Because yeah. like he like he does crack. If you haven't listened to his chat on Thirty Two Thoughts yet during the the players tour, definitely go take a listen to it. Because um, mm-hmm. he's kind of it's almost the same like not not quite obviously, but almost kind of the same thing. Like I was talking about Wayne Gretzky, where like there is that kind of that wisdom to it, but at the mm-hmm. same time, right? Like like he is just he's, he's a lot more loose. Yeah, compared to it was kind of like the last two minutes where he started to lighten up a little bit. I think, but. I actually struggled to listen to Connor McDavid for like the 12 or 15 minutes that they had him on. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I got, I got, I still listened to it cause I still wanted to like still wanted to, but it was very just dry and that kind of thing. Right. Like when, when you think of a hockey player and no personality is kind of Connor McDavid to a point, yeah. I feel like, and like, but like he started to lighten up like two minutes left in the interview. And I was like, okay, like I wanted this for the, like, the rest of the thing. Right. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. No, um, I, I definitely share the same sentiment. I do think we'll, we'll get back to PK eventually. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's still kind of related to him, but I think a lot of, um, get PK to interview, interview McDavid. I want to see yes, that. Yes. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> but like, with with Crosby, like he's kind of already done it all already. Like, if the dude decided tomorrow he was going to retire from the NHL, like he, he really has nothing else left to do. Like he's won scoring titles, he's won Hart trophies, he's won Stanley Cups. Like the, the dude's already medals, like, like yeah. yeah, the dude's already like established himself as a Hall of Famer. Like there's there's literally nothing, and his numbers going up to the Raptors. Like at this point, he's just playing because he wants to, right? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and I was then, in the triple gold club before. I think before he was twenty five or twenty six. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is ridiculous. Like that is a very select number of people that yeah. have played the sport of hockey, and he did that like yeah before he was twenty five. Mm-hmm. I think. And yeah, I could be and, wrong on that, but like it was very early. Yeah, and and then Nathan McKinnon's interview with Thirty Two Thoughts. It, it was the same sort of thing as you just just described with Sidney Crosby. Yeah. It was it was loose, it was fun. They were cracking jokes and yeah. he was like telling stories about um like the off season and like kind of some of the the other things that went on like last season, but like normally he's he's like the same as McDavid. He's captain serious. He comes in, he answers the questions just like this monotone yeah. straight face and then he's done. See. Well, I remember but I remember. They, like he actually had fun. So I think there's a difference. Yeah. Like once you win the Stanley Cup in the NHL, you're like Okay, this is all I wanted. Now I'm just here to have fun. So McDavid's yeah. at the point where he's like, I'm in win now mode. I'm always in win now mode. If it's not unless about winning, don't yeah. I'm not talking about it. Like, unless you're under the age of 25, because both the Hughes brothers interviews were fantastic. Jack they were fun. Quinn, those were great. Barzell's was awesome. Like, Barzell, yeah. yeah, Barzell's was good. And I guess he's a what year was he? Was he his twenty fifteen draft as well? Barzell? Uh yeah. yeah. No, or 2014. He's, well, he he's around 2014. that area. He might have been 2014. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was a good listen to. And um, oh, there was somebody else that I was thinking about. I can't remember it offhand. Um, but uh, yeah, like those guys especially, like and under 25, like they're really showing just who they are. Which and it's fantastic, right? It makes the sport mm-hmm. more enjoyable. And that's why you have Trevor Zegers on the cover of NHL, right? That's why you've had. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was like three years removed from, uh, or I guess like a year removed from an all-star game, but that's why he had PK on the cover of an NHL game, right? Like just mm-hmm. th- those guys that draw people in that maybe aren't the superstars, I guess. And I know a bunch of people mm-hmm. were pissed off that Zegras still got invited to the all-star skills last year. You know what? Too fucking bad. All right. If you want Deal the sport it. to grow, <laughs> you got to have some fun with yeah, it. Yeah. Right. That's why the NBA is successful is because they're allowed to show off their personality and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Right. And like, like, and, and even a thing with that is, you know, like the, the pregame outfits, right. With, with a lot of NHL guys. Yeah. It's, it's a suit. It's going to be some variation of a suit, right? Yeah. You might have Milan Lucic walk in every now and then with a cowboy hat on to spice it up a little bit, but that that's yeah. hockey. Right. Whereas for uh basketball, especially, right. It's okay. Like what, like it, it's almost, it's not a runway, but it almost is, right? Of like, okay, like, what are they wearing? Or like, what kind of wacky mm. thing are they doing this week? Or something like that, right? And yeah, um, another sport that kind of has picked that up a little bit as well is uh, is, is field across with the PLL. Um, you got guys that are doing different things and whatnot. Um, the championship was just this weekend. Unfortunately, my chaos lost the championship. But uh, the head coach, Andy Towers, because uh, the game was being played in Philadelphia, walked in wearing a Flyers jersey. And I'm like, that's awesome. Mm. So... Um, Andy Towers is still a guy that I that I said like if if I ever got a chance to meet him and he told me to run through a brick wall I would not second guess it I would I would go do it that's the type of coach that I love to play for is that kind of guy so yeah. um but uh, yeah and even like the NFL right like guys showing off their their personalities and that sort of thing right like like that that's what puts those sports ahead of hockey right now and the NHL is finally starting to do it it's a little getting bit there. right yeah and these. Uh, yeah under 25 right i'm able to say kids because i'm 25 but Mm -hmm. like like they're changing things and it's awesome yeah for sure our uh fact checker ali here says barzell was 2015 as well um same year as troy terry oh interesting i didn't know troy terry was 2015 i was thinking like in my mind because he's only been in the league for like a few years in my mind he, he was like 2019 but um 
Yeah, so that's interesting. Are you looking it up? When yeah. Was drafted? Oh, okay. I thought he was actually later as well. Yeah. What what round did he go in? Uh, I'm just curious. I feel like we've looked round. this up before, but fifth? Okay. Fifth round. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyways, to, to tie this back to PK Subban again, like um, 834 games, as, as you said there, uh, 115 goals, 352 yeah. assists for 467 points. Pretty solid as a defenseman. That's a slightly more than half point per game, which is way more than you can ask for from most defensemen. Yeah. 13 seasons in the NHL uh, with Montreal, Nashville, and New Jersey. Uh, Norris Trophy winner in 2013. King Clancy in 2022. Thank God he won it before uh, he was <laughs> out of the league. Before he was right? out, yeah. Yeah. Um, three-time All-Star in 2016, 2017, and 2018. Two-time World Junior Championship um, gold medalist 2008 and 2009. And a 2014 Olympic gold medalist in Sochi there. So... And all that on top of him being one of the biggest personalities in the NHL. And that's going to be yeah. probably his biggest legacy, but like he's done tons of other stuff. Yeah. And so. that's like just like the hockey stuff, right? Like there's yeah. a reason that he's got a King Clancy in there and it's because of all the philanthropy that he's mm-hmm. been able to do and whatnot, right? Like $10 million to a children's hospital. Like that's fantastic. And yeah. um, there's so many more, but like that was the big one. I remember. Mm-hmm. And he, did, he does a lot of stuff with, like, um, if I remember, like, with African-American kids, like, getting yeah. into hockey as well, um, which makes sense because he's, like, one of the, prob- well, one of the bigger big, slash biggest um, African-American players in the NHL. Yeah. Like, uh, one of the founders of the Hockey Diversity Alliance as yeah, well. Yeah, I was going to ask. I couldn't remember if he was a, of. Yeah, I believe Yeah, I couldn't remember if he was member, a so. Yeah. But, yeah, so yeah. just his, his fingerprints are all over the NHL. So, like, it's... It's honestly kind of sad that he's done now. Like, I mean, yeah, you can you can always come out of retirement, but like, it's like PK Subban is again kind of one of those guys that has just always been in the NHL as far as yeah. I've watched it. Well, thirteen seasons. Um, so I think I think it was two thousand nine. Two thousand nine was his first year. Yeah, but, I mean that's basically how long. Nine and ten. Uh, yeah, so. I've watched hockey. Religious, somewhat religiously, since like like actually paying attention to it, yeah, yeah, and like being able to comprehend what's going on. Mm -hmm. So like, that's most of the time I've been watching hockey. There's been BK Subban, so it's gonna be like Ryan Getzlaff. It's gonna be weird that he's not in the NHL anymore. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Let's uh move on to Keith Yandel, I guess. Um. We'll we'll talk a little bit less about him because he's got (laughs) less personality, but (laughs) um. But still, another big legacy. Um, Eleven hundred and nine games in the NHL holds the current Ironman streak of nine hundred and eighty-nine games played. With a little note here from Nate. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we can get into that after. Yeah, um, uh, one hundred and three games played, five hundred and sixteen assists for six hundred and nineteen points. Uh, again, like those are stellar numbers for a defenseman. Sixteen mm-hmm. years across Arizona, the Rangers, the Panthers, and the Philadelphia Flyers. What? <laughs> and three-time NHL All-Star uh, 2011, 2012, and 2019. Yeah, so the current active Ironman streak uh, is now Phil Kessel at 982. He's brought it up to now. Um, mm. So yeah, as long as Vegas... Vegas, do not fuck this up. All right? Do not fuck this up. Because I think it works out that it's like he, he ties it against Toronto and breaks it against Arizona. I think that's how I it think works. Yeah. Schedule or something like that. Yeah. Which is perfect, right? Because like, yes, he was a boss at draft pick, but he's really known for 
Toronto and then this last mm-hmm. team was Arizona. I think it, it, it works really nicely narrative wise. Yeah. Um, I think one of them is he hits a thousand games. I think Arizona he hits a thousand games. I think he okay, breaks it against Toronto. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to look it up yeah. while you keep talking here. But uh, yeah, the guy's only eight games away from breaking it, which is ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, like that is a lot of hockey. But for Keith Yandel specifically, that is a lot of hockey straight for a defenseman, right? Who's oh, yeah. putting their body out there and that sort of thing. Like that is yeah, impressive yeah. as all hell. So. Yeah, I've, that's uh, besides Phil Kessel. Well, no, I'll, I'll word it this Kessel's way: a right, Kessel's a right winger, though, right? So, like, yeah, yes, yeah. They're, so, they're still being physical and that sort of thing, but it def- yeah. it's it's different for a defenseman. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say it this way: that's never gonna. That's a record that's maybe never gonna be touched by another NHL defenseman. Like, if you just look at yeah. Ironman streaks for defensemen, like, pff, I don't know, because the other guys that are up there. Cogliano was up there as well, right? Um, yeah. Uh, and I think they, when I looked, a, they still listed him as an active player. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. And, and he's a forward, he's right? right and yeah. then the there was another guy who was making waves with that too recently. Yeah, but yeah I, I think they were a forward too. So, um, here we go. This is what I wanted to see. So, you said Kessel's at 982? Yeah. So, uh, three, four, five. Oh, no, Andrew Cogliano. Oh, yeah. Andrew Cogliano is still listed as an active player, according to the NHL website, at 830. Like, he's a ways back still, and he's a centerman. Yeah. Yeah. But still. Okay, this definitely hasn't been updated in a little bit because it's still showing Jay Bomeister as an active player as well. So, okay. (laughs) Um, The next defenseman, though. That is actually active would be Brent Burns at six seventy nine. Yeah, so like not even close, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So sorry, just to go back to Kessel for a sec. He will tie it against Toronto, break the record the next night against San Jose. Um, mm. So and then one, two, oh, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, yeah, and then he hits a thousand against Arizona uh, in mid November. Cogliano plays for the Avalanche. My God, I'm an idiot. The <laughs> guy <laughs> just won a cup. I, yeah, I I wasn't sure what you were talking about, so I thought like I tweeted on, about it. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> so so I honestly kind of thought like, oh, maybe he like just has hadn't been extended yet or something like that. But no, he's still um, he's still under contract. <laughs> okay. Yeah. God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so yeah, I mean Keith Yandel's another uh another guy that's um yeah, got a legacy. In the league, so it's yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, specifically, though, when I when I uh, was kind of alluding to it earlier with the Philadelphia stuff, uh, mm-hmm. fuck the Philadelphia Flyers and an interim head coach, interim mm-hmm. head coach Mike Yo for breaking that streak, because like I'm looking at uh, his games right now, and like you can pick out the ones that are like easily, you can pick out the ones that are the full seasons, right? Um, mm-hmm. Starting in 2009. Yeah, like That's over insane. a decade of hockey playing it straight, right? Mm-hmm. Go 82, 82, 82, 48. And that's because that was a 12, 13 season that was cut in half because of the lockout. Thank you, Gary Bettman. Uh, 13, 14, that's 82. Um, and then split between Arizona and New York in 2014, 15, where he actually played more than a regular season worth of games. He played 84 regular season games that oh, year. Oh, because he got traded. 
And yeah, because uh, he played 63 right. with Arizona, then got traded to New York at the deadline, I think it was, and played an extra 21 games. Mm-hmm. So he played 64 games out of, out of or sorry, 84 games and the season's 82. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then 82 throughout until you hit 2019-20, which is the, you know, when the pandemic hit, played 69 games. Nice. Nice. Uh, 56 the full season in Florida in 2021. Um, and I remember like, that's when it was almost broken and his teammates were like, no, you like, like to the, to the coach and the GM, I'm like, no, you can't break this. Like we, we want him in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And then you get to Philadelphia where it's that 77. Yep. Cause <laughs> he got sat for mind you, a couple prospects to get a shot. But it was, it wasn't that it was the to give the prospects a shot that was put out. It was something else that everyone's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" It's the last week of the season, and you guys are nowhere near the playoffs. Get fucked with that. Yeah. Not to mention too something mm-hmm. something about the like level of competitiveness. Which, mind you, yes, he didn't have great numbers at the end of it there. And yeah, I mean, minus forty seven is pretty rough. Yeah, but. <laughs> like, we're definitely putting him in the lineup just to you know continue the streak but like is that close that he could have maybe done a thousand right like had he played the full 82 games he probably would have signed somewhere some team would have been like okay we'll give you the chance to hit a thousand here right yeah yeah but probably like arizona he probably would have went back there where he spent yeah the good chunk of his career and like they can they can do that kind of shit right exactly Um, but yeah not to mention like the philadelphia flyers for that one not only did he do 989 consecutive games, though, he also in there played 58 playoff games, which don't count towards the streak, but yeah, <laughs> they're in there. Ridiculous, he did them. Like, <laughs> it's nuts. Absolutely insane. So insane. Yeah, awesome career. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I guess this was kind of the, the big one in more ways yeah. than one. Yeah, the, this was kind of the year of uh, defenseman retiring, I guess. I didn't even notice that. But Zdeno Chara signs a one-day contract with the Boston Bruins and then uh, retires as a member of the Bruins, which is awesome that they did that. I mean, no one's really surprised, right? Of course he was going to retire no. with Boston. But um, yeah, 16 or 1,680 games, 209 goals, 471 assists, 680 points. Ended as a plus 301. <laughs> Normally, I don't think it'll look at plus minus because it, yeah, it's, it's a team almost stat. That is ridiculous. Yeah, at that point, that's impressive. Even with like the almost 1,700 games, plus 301. Holy crap. Um, yeah. Without looking it up and, with, and without looking at the rest of the bullet points. Okay. When was the Dano Charge drafted? What year? Trivia question for um, you. Ooh. Well, I know he's 45. I'm pretty sure he's 45. So if we go back f- uh, 2017, 20 years from that is... <laughs> um, well, I guess I'm 25. So 1997, there we go. <laughs> and then, so if he's 45, it'll go another three years. So 1994... That doesn't sound right, though, so I'm going to say 1995. 96. Oh, okay. That guy was drafted and has been playing in the NHL since, <laughs> literally, since we were born. Yeah. <laughs> Which is and nuts. Like, and, and that's the one time where I think it's, you know, if we, if we had somebody 
older on the show would be like, oh, yeah, like you're just showing kind of my age kind of thing. But like, no, we are full grown adults. Like you have a job. I'm a career student at this point. But like, like we have like gone through. We've gone from sperm cell to almost fully functioning adults. Yeah. Like we've we've at least gone through one full degree on top. Right. Where we took like an extra year for it. Like we did ours in five years. Mm-hmm. And this guy was still playing hockey the entire time, like yeah. in the National Hockey League. Yeah, it's, that's still it's like thinking insane. about it that way. That blows my mind, and it's one of the reasons I, I just I really want. He's been skating with the San Jose Sharks. I need Joe Thornton to be an NHL player still, mm-hmm. because he was the first overall pick of the year we were born, ninety-seven. Yeah, I need that still. Yeah, no. Absolutely. I can't. I can't have Jumbo Joe gone either. Yeah, um, this uh, this was the guy that I was like Washington. That doesn't sound right, but he, I I forgot he played there first. Oh yeah, just the one two, season two last season. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but in my mind, same with Ottawa too. Like I, I didn't even actually register that one. But in my mind, it was Boston and New York, and that was it. But so I let me double check this here. Okay. Actually, no. I have the char up. Yeah. No. Oh no. Here it is. Oh, yeah. He started in New York? Yeah, see, I didn't even know yeah. that. Oh, yeah, Boston 2006. So, yeah, as far as I know, he knew he'd always been in Boston. So, so right. Okay, so this is... Chara was part of the trade that... Um, like, arguably ruined Mike Milbury. As a GM. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because he was the GM of the New York Islanders at the time, where uh, it was Zdeno Chara, Bill McCult, and the number two pick of that year's draft, 2001, which turned out to be Jason Spezza, <laughs> for Alexi Yashin, who was like in the twilight of his career. That was it. That's the trade. That's the trade. But like <laughs> was arguably like one of the like worst trade, like very one-sided trades, right? Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. Chara played for Ottawa for what, five seasons? I don't have his thing up uh, right I now. Think it was five, I think it was like yeah. five, five or six seasons. Uh, four seasons, 2001 to 2006. Okay, so you get four seasons out of yeah. the tallest, biggest uh, defenseman in NHL history. Mm-hmm. And you get Jason Spezza out of it, who was the face of your franchise for a while, or one of the faces of your franchise, because yeah. he also had like uh, Danny Heatley in there for a little bit, and uh, Daniel Alfredson. The Ottawa Senators used to be stacked, man. They're oh, getting yeah. stacked again, but like, yeah, man, like the early to mid two thousands for the Ottawa Senators. Oh, dude, they're insane. Like even that two thousand seventeen that played against Anaheim in the final. It's a ridiculous team, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Um, but yeah, so, so Charo, that's what got Charo out of New York was that horrendous deal by Mike Milbury. Oh, uh, wow. Um, yeah, here's some, uh, some other things from Charo, 2009 Norris trophy winner, 2011 Mark Messier leadership award, uh, 2011 Stanley cup champion, six time all-star 03, 07, 08, 09, 11, and 12, two time world championship silver medalist in 2000 and 2012. Uh, 2016. The range on that, though. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding, hey? 
2016 World Cup of Hockey silver medalist with Team Europe um, and holder of the NHL hardest shot record in 2012. Uh, most all-star hardest shot wins with five most game seven playoff appearances in NHL history. Um, not surprising considering you played for 25 years. Yeah. Uh, what else did you find up here that I can take credit for? Um, most <laughs> games played by a defenseman in NHL history has led has lead by 29 games, leads active players by 400 games played. <laughs> and the hardest shot was 108 miles an hour, or for uh, for uh, Canadians here, 175 kilometers an hour. That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the hardest shot I've ever had on me was probably about 130. Yeah. I don't want to see 175 come my way. <laughs> you won't see it. You won't see it. Exactly. Yeah. You just got to pray to God that that thing hits you. And I'm not a religious person by any means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, man, just another, like, legendary player uh, yeah. exiting the league. So, yeah, this is a... Uh, yeah, that was a sad day when I when I... Saw that notification. I was like, oh, Subban. Oh, Yandel. Oh, Chara. Oh, I was like, oh, my God. It was like, you wake up, and it's just like, hey, here goes your childhood on a Monday morning. Have a good day. Yeah. You want to feel old this week? Here you go. (laughs) Dude, the thing that made me feel old this week was uh, was a side-by-side of, like, the media pictures of Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. And it was, Mm -hmm. like, getting ready for year 18. I'm like, year 18? Are we sure? Are we sure it's year 18? And I kind of thought of, and I kind of thought about it. And I'm like, yeah, my sister was born in 2004. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> it's nuts, man. Absolutely nuts. So, yeah. So little, little ridiculous. So, and I mean, like you look at Crosby and he looks like maybe late twenties, early thirties, right? The guy's 35 and he got, Ovechkin, who, mind you, he started to gray pretty early, but um, you know he's 36, but he's got, what, four years left on his contract now because he signed a five-year? Mm-hmm. Or is that kick in this year? I forget. But, like, that guy's still got a while as well. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, and, yeah Crosby's going to so, be around anyways. for at least another three years, barring... Mm-hmm knock on wood anything happening to him right like we're still going to be able to enjoy these guys but i just saw that number of like season 18 and i'm like what the fuck yeah no yeah (laughs) like i still remember the nhl 07 uh because that was when ovechkin was first on the cover and you had that copy of the game at least right no i had 06 06? okay yeah i just remember 07 when because there's like the like the title menu right it's like the press start to to mm-hmm. enter or whatever yeah and then it brought up this uh video montage of like a bunch of different highlights but obviously mm-hmm. it highlights ovechkin but it was like rookie ovechkin so he's still wearing the screaming eagle and everything like that too mm-hmm. and it's like the you know like there's the goal against arizona where he like falls and it like kind of like does the spin and still puts the puck in the net oh, yeah. and stuff like that and he's still got like the the uh like the tinted visor and everything like that. And yeah, if you ever just want to get hyped as fuck, like really quickly, just search the NHL 2007 intro video on YouTube and you will just be jacked and ready to do whatever within like a minute. It's fantastic. That's what I watched before workouts. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. 
Uh, last piece of news here we have about the, uh, just across the NHL, was Nathan McKinnon signs his extension and goes from the most underpaid player to the most well-paid player uh, after this eight-year deal worth just a casual $12.6 million per year. So this year, or this deal, by the way, kicks in next year. So yeah. this year he's still getting paid the six point three million that yeah. is on the he's on the last year of his contract. So this is just <laughs> the extension of it, and this will take him until he's thirty six. So more than likely mm. he'll be a Colorado Avalanche for life, which is awesome. Yeah. Um but uh, I I'm not gonna lie. I, as soon as I just saw the number, I just started laughing Me because. Too. <laughs> I, like, because there's all the talk of like, okay, yeah, he's probably going to become the most like paid player, he, and there was kind of the talk of like, okay, well, he might, you know, he's he's probably going to take a bit, but maybe he takes a little bit of a cut, right, in order to keep Colorado like still being able to compete and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. And I've also seen some people be like, oh yeah, he really took a discount at this price, right? Absolutely he did. This guy probably could fetch yeah. $16 million on the open market. No problem. Multiple yeah. teams are shelling that out for him, right? I mean, $15 yeah. million is the max, but yes, I, I get your point. <laughs> yeah, but like, or maybe until next season, right? Because the Cavs supposed to jump crazily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like teams are teams would easily shell out the maximum if this guy hit the open market. So yes, this is a discount. Um, but it was, I was just kind of laughing because I'm like, I remembered McDavid's 12.5. And I could mm-hmm. just imagine the sit down with, you know, McKinnon and Sackick across the table. And Sackick just goes, all right, Nathan, what are you thinking? Just, well, I want to be the highest paid player in the NHL. And Sackick being Sackick and McKinnon being a petty, like, I, I love this level of pettiness if this is the yeah. case. Just, all right. How about 12.6? McDavid makes 12.5. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's just smooth out the little details. <laughs> yeah. Like at this at that point, you might as well have just done 12 million five hundred thousand and one dollar. Just yeah. like the classic like price is right betting, like where you're just like, ah, just like one higher. <laughs> just just a little bit. Like that's exactly. basically what this is at 12.6. I think it's hilarious. So um, there is a question here from Ali, uh, how are they going to afford him and kill McCarr when his contract is up? I'm just pulling up the cap friendly for the Avalanche. Um, the, qu- the question should be, how are they going to afford to add anybody else? Because isn't McCarr at like nine million? McCarr is in his contract though already. Is the thing though? Yeah. Which also, but his was only five. this deal makes McCarr's looks like like McCarr's like deal is fantastic, right? Like everybody was saying that like yeah. from the start anyway. But that makes it fantastic. Um, yeah, let me take a look here because cap friendly lovingly will show what the cap hit is for next year. At least, um, they do have a few guys that are going to be UFAs after this season. Uh, JT Comfer, Evan Rodriguez just signed a one year deal. Andrew Cogliano's low money. Darren Helms, low money. Uh, Alex Newhook is going to be looking for a new contract coming off his ELC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas uh, Sedlak, um, Eric Johnson, and then you got a uh, oh By- Bowen Byram is going to be needing oh, a yeah, new deal. Get paid, yeah. But uh, yeah, to compare at least for uh, next year, um, their cap 
like their dollar amount. If if everybody who's available to walk walked, uh, they would drop eleven million right there alone. Yeah. So it's definitely possible to do. Yeah, you you can fit other guys in. And again, yeah. with with the cap, um, seemingly going to go up by quite a bit next year, not just the little one million dollars that we've been seeing over the last mm, few. Potentially, I don't know. It, yeah, like it sounds like we could have like a five or more million dollar jump suddenly, right? Like I, I've heard like quite a bit. I think I've heard ten potentially. Um, don't quote me on that sh- one though. I would be but, shocked. But, well, just because yeah. everything is going to be paid off, right? Like from the players to owners or that. So then suddenly everything will be able to jump. Um, and that's why, you know, say like with like the Jonathan Huberto contract in Calgary, right? It's like, okay, that's a lot, but that might just get taken up next year anyway. It might not even matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think that's where a lot of teams are kind of looking at at this point. Cause, and mind you, this probably would have happened a couple seasons ago, but nobody exactly prepares for a pandemic to just suddenly hit. Right. So, yeah, but this won't be too bad. Um, I know I had somebody like there was somebody on Twitter who was like, imagine paying a 36 year old, $12.6 million. Yeah. At that point, hopefully the cap is up by like 20 million. It's not even going to fucking matter anymore. Yeah. You're paying for right now in like the next then, right? five years, right? Like the guy's, the guy's gonna be 28 when the contract kicks in. You're paying till he's 34. Awesome, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. You had a quiz for me here um, in regards to this, and with a little mahaha oh, yeah. in the brackets. So okay, so I'm gonna make it a little bit easier just for the sake of time because I know we still want to get to your game. Okay. Um, so I'm going to modify the question. Originally, I was going to have you okay. name them as well. If you still want to, go ahead. Okay. Uh, but how many players currently? So we're we're not including McKinnon because he's not mm. currently making his 12.6. Okay. How many players currently are making double digit millions per season average? Okay. In the NHL. Um. Well, there's McDavid. There is Tavares. Is it, yeah, Matthews is making double digits. Do we are we counting price? Yeah, because yeah, price we'll is listed him. here. Yeah, okay. Um, Bobrovsky, so it's five. I'm trying, I don't know if there's anybody else that's making 10 or more. Um, because everyone else that I can think of would be making nine ish. There's a couple, there's a couple in our division. Is there a couple more? Yeah, that I'm missing. Oh, um, what's his name? Drew Doughty. Yep, that's one. making. This is like eleven. Oh yeah, and Carlson. Yep. I'm trying to think. Burns is Burns making more too? Uh, or no? Or is he still no, under? and Burns is also not in our division anymore. But no, he's not making double digits. Oh yeah, Burns. Went, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's seven. Is it? I'm just gonna guess because I'm probably forgetting a couple. Is it ten? You're close. Oh, Panarin. Thanks, Allie. Yeah, I forgot about him. Goudreau is... <laughs> no. no, his was nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, who did anyone else say? Oh, yeah. Amon said Doty, so... so. Yeah, nine? Fourteen. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So, from highest to lowest, so it's between 12 and a half with McDavid, mm-hmm. and here it has Barkov, um, I think, just for logistics or, or however it's sorted. Yeah. Um, so, it's, yeah, between... 10 and 12 and a half. So McDavid, mm-hmm. Panarin, 
Matthews. If there's any of these as well that you want to know the number of, just like holler at me. Oh yeah. Uh, Carlson, Dowdy, Tavares, Marner. Price. Oh, is he really? What's yeah. what's Marner making? Uh, Marner's ten point nine oh three. Okay, I I always thought that Marner was just on the sub end of that because I was yeah. thinking Marner and Nylander, and I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure they're both like just under. But I if I remember correctly, Nylander's making in the six range. Oh, um, okay. So Price, uh, oh. Taves, and Patrick Kane. That's your top ten. Oh, okay. And then the other four are. Oh, all yeah, because making... Kane's like 10 and a half, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the other four are making the flat 10, which is Kopitar, Bobrovsky, Eichel, and Barkov. Eichel, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, see, like, with the, actually, with the exception of Eichel, I'd thought of all those guys and I was like, ah, I think it's nine mm-hmm. or like they're making around nine something. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just forgot Eichel existed, honestly, because he's hardly played over the last little bit. But fair enough. Yeah, and that's not—I don't think that's a slight on Eichel. That's just oh no, it's just had his like, spine fucked up and and had a tire replacement, yeah. so didn't play for a year. No, yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm sure I'll remember him once he lights it up. In yeah, he'll. Year, I, so. I'm, I'm thinking he'll have a good bounce back season, which I mean maybe I sucks so. for us considering he's in the division, but yeah. um, yeah, I I. I obviously like you know follow support my teams and that sort of thing, but I like good stories. At the, at the end of the day, these are all mm-hmm. good people. Hopefully, maybe a yeah, few exceptions. The most, yeah, they they seem like good people. We'll say it that. Yeah, way. just in case it comes out tomorrow that like Eichel is best friends with the Epstein's or some shit. Like that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, oh, because you never but, know. But. Yeah, I know things are looking a little rough maybe in Edmonton right now there's a lot of eyes looking over there of like what the yeah. fuck so we're, we're not going to get into that yeah it's no that's long, yeah know, that's something we can talk about off air kind of thing but yeah which yeah I don't think we really have actually so no but, yeah, yeah there's definitely eyeballs there so yeah. um yeah all right uh do we want to take a quick break and then play a game I know we're running a little long but we're having we're having good talk I think yeah no it's good it's good yeah so we'll take a, a short break with uh, another promo here oh just um if Take this minute here, Nate, if you don't have like a sticky note or a notepad handy, just grab one. grab one. Oh, okay, perfect. Well, yeah, we'll take a uh, quick break here, and on the other side, we'll uh, do a little game for What's Quacking. Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're going to love Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band, and every band guy wants to be an, an, you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, of like, well, maybe we should wear a Montreal jersey, then the NHL was like, mm, I think you should stay <laughs> neutral. And we're like, yeah, yeah, you know what, you're probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network, where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music. I don't remember if I... Sorry, Sorry Ducks. <laughs> um, I don't remember if I told you about that, though, and I, I have it saved, and I still haven't gotten to listen to it yet. But do you know offhand who... Uh, 
in that ad there for Bardown Breakdown, which they do have an awesome show. Go check it out. Um, the guy that's talking about like wearing the Montreal jerseys. Do you know who okay. that is actually? Um, no, but I, if I could guess, I would assume it would be a Canadian and the, the Canadian or Canadian band that I can think of that enjoys hockey is Billy Talent. So, but I don't know the name of the singer. Um, so I'm assuming it could be that, but that's kind of just a shot in the dark. Am I close or no? You're close that it's a Canadian band, but it's not yeah. Billy Talent. Uh, it's Chuck Kamu, the drummer from some uh, from Simple Plan. Oh, sick! Oh, that yeah, makes sense. They're, too. Oh, they're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're French. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. Uh, so we got a. Yeah. There was a couple questions that I actually had saved. Um, well, actually, this yeah, one from actually, Ali. Yeah. There's actually a few questions. Let's get into that a little bit. Yeah. Too. Um, this is just a comment here. I'll be going to uh, their camp, the Ducks camp, on Saturday. Uh, for the Orange versus Black game and to their first home preseason game on Wednesday. That's exciting. Um, yeah. Hope to see uh, some good pictures of you at, uh, or from your perspective of the camp or the uh, the game that's part of camp, Jesus, um, mm. on Twitter. So, yeah, that'll be lots of fun. Uh, I would love to eventually make it out there for, uh, like, A, a preseason game or for training camp. That would be sweet. So Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of comments here from Amon. We were just kind of in different discussion here that I just want to yeah. bring up quickly yeah, here it. yeah um he did is kind of a two-parter here or like a kind of like an addition of uh will the ducks make the playoffs uh with this current team as constructed i'll talk really briefly but i think we're going to talk about this a little bit more next week yeah um definitely i could see them maybe going for a wild card but maybe it, de- it depends on a few things i think so that's yeah. that's my short answer tune in next week to have us dive a little bit more into the roster um, yeah. as we get a better idea of what it could look like here. so Yeah, because that's kind of the thing. We don't have 100% of an idea of what it's going to look like yet. But yeah, yeah. I think um, on paper, my answer is no, but that... There's pieces that there change. that could definitely make it happen. The team has potential to be better than it appears to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, so kind of the same thing as you, but that's like my short answer there. So yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the other comment that's, uh, is one that you had started as well, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think of, uh, Braden Tracy and Jacob Perot? Uh, they're guys that I want to see in the NHL, honestly. Yeah. Um, we did kind of talk about them yeah. earlier in the episode, I think maybe before you had tuned in. I don't remember. The, the yeah. Last talking about the, doing, but, talking yeah. about like training camp roster and that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, no, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they're good players and I think that they could be in the NHL, but just right now they're not ready from what I've seen. So. Yeah, Tracy's. Uh, if oh my god, please help. Hope I'm not like mixing guys up. But, like his his scoring could definitely help, mm-hmm. right? So, but it's just, it's trying to figure out like okay, who are you taking out to put him in? Right, that's not, um, you know, somebody that you are for sure going to lose on waivers or something like that. So, because as much as we harp on Derek Grant, I don't think he's going to be getting through waivers. So. No, there's. I mean, we've we've traded him before. Like, there's interest yeah. out there for him. So exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I uh, I think that was all I had. Did you have any others you wanted to bring up? Here? Uh, no. Um, besides just re- this really quickly, Canadian band uh, is it Nickelback <laughs> from Alley? Uh, no, it obviously wasn't Nickelback. We already spoiled it. Sorry, but uh, our our buddy Shane actually, who uh, we've had on the show a couple times, there, um, he's from Hannah, Alberta, which oh, is really? where Nickelback's from. Yeah, and uh, so I've I've bugged him every now and then, uh, especially like yeah, like I remember even like a couple 
I think it was a couple months ago. He was like hanging out. I'm like, hey, so um, you said you're from Hannah, right? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, uh, there's this guy that I know as well from there. Um, oh, what was his name? I'm like, Chad? Uh, Ch- Chad Croker? <laughs> and he's just like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> like, do you know him? And he's like, no, fuck off. <laughs> But, probably gets uh, that all the time. So he's but, probably just, uh, like, yeah, Sh- Shane and I on uh, on Flames Twitter at least are making sure that people do not bash on Nickelback. So nice, that's good. Somebody's got to yeah. do that. So we talked about them on an unplugged like last season, I think. Did we talk about Nickelback? I don't think we talked about Nickelback yet. I, I'm pretty sure we did, or maybe we just I, I got a double informal check. talk. I thought no, we no, we 100 percent did. I don't remember sure? when it was. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll, I'll go back and find the. I think it was a bit more point. informal if we did. If we haven't talked about them yet, we definitely need to, though. Yeah, uh, you know. Have you, listen, have you listened to the new single, by the way? Um, it came out last week. I don't think so, ago? actually. No, I don't think so. Okay, as soon as we're as soon as we're off air, you're listening to that. You are crank. I don't care that you have upstairs neighbors. You are cranking that at your desk there because I know ah, you there. have really nice speakers, and you are listening to San Quentin by Nickelback. Okay. Straight yeah, up, no, I, I have heard that one. Straight up, I have had that on like for a like a couple days. I had that just that song playing at the gym, and it got me oh, through yeah. work, it got me through workouts. I've just been jamming to that song. So like, yeah, it comes out like mid start of September, and that's probably gonna be in like the top fifteen most played songs on Spotify roundup this year. <laughs> I've listened to it so much already. So okay, here it is, season three, episode thirty three, February tenth. The episode's called "Here's Your Nickelback." Oh, okay, um, we did talk about yeah. them. Yeah, but, like, and what was the, oh what yes, because we did a fan vote. That's what it was. We we put bands right. on Twitter, and that was it was picked. Yeah, right. Well, on that episode, we also talked then. about uh, some guys named Niedermeyer and Korea, who said some things about our new GM. Right. Was that only that? My God. Okay. We, to be fair, we've done a lot of episodes at this point. This is oh, like I had to, had to scroll for a while. Episodes, yeah. So yeah. yeah, no, that was well, yeah, that was. And that was episode thirty-three of last season. And we had sixty-seven, so that was like yeah, it was like half. Ha- that was halfway through the season. Yeah, so okay, and a lot of shit happened last season. So yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay, let's get to uh, this game here. So I uh, I was watching right. a YouTube video where a couple of friends played like the newlywed game, which if uh, you don't know what that is, it's where you like ask one of them a question, they write down what their answer would be, and the other person writes down what they think the other person writes down. So like. For example, if I was like my or if if the question was Nate, what's your favorite band? Nate would write down what his favorite band is. I would write down what I think his favorite band is. So I would write Green Day, and then we'd be like, boom, we both wrote Green Day. Look at how well we know each other. And it's cute when you're like newly married (laughs) or friends for as long as we are. So I did. uh, I came up with a few questions this afternoon that are all hockey related. So, oh, okay. I uh, I have six for each of us, and and some of them are the same. But we'll we'll start with just you. So, I'll ask you the question. You write down what your answer is, and then I'm going to write down what I think it is. And if we okay. get it right, and and you have to be honest, like yes. Yeah. So, uh, and if we so if we get it right, I get a oh, point. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll then, show the camera yeah. for each one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, we're starting off easy here. Question one: favorite all time player, hockey player in the NHL. Any oh, anybody. Yeah. That you want. Now, I thought this would be easy, but I'm actually not 100% sure because I think there's a couple guys it could be, but we'll see. Okay, I got mine written down. Okay, who is it? Are we, are we showing it to the camera? Yeah, yeah, sure, show it to the camera. Okay, yeah. all right. 
Yeah, you so, can say no, it. Oh, I, isn't it? Isn't that you show it first, and then uh, I, I mean, show what the answer is? I mean, it doesn't really matter. So yeah, sure, I can go okay, first. Yeah. So, um, so Ali agrees with me that's here. Got, that's got to uh, focus. <laughs> yeah, I maybe shouldn't use a green pen on a green stick, you know. But yeah, <laughs> Ali says Mark Andre, and I also said Flurry. Yeah, and that's what is I that, got there, Mark Andre Flurry. Hell yeah. The other, the other guy I thought you could have possibly went with is a Ginla, but. Or Trevor Linden, because I know your dad knows him, but I, yeah. I know, maybe not favorite player of all time. But. Yeah. So okay, cool. Yay, I get a point. Hooray, yay <laughs> me. Uh, okay. Oh, we gotta keep track of points. Maybe I should have kept at least one sticky note here. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. All right, I'll, I'll keep the next one. Not crumpled up. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, okay. Next question. A little bit tougher. Best hockey memory. Oh, which is a tough one. I know, but yeah, because I could. Because I could pick a few, and you definitely weren't around for them. That's okay. I'll I'll think. I don't know. I mean, we can't get them all. So so you you just have to pick your answer. You don't have to pick the one that you think I'm going to pick that I think you're going to pick, if that makes sense. Yeah. um, Okay, I've got my answer written down. Okay, I got mine here too. All right, what okay. do you think it is? So I have the Team Canada golden goal from the 2010 Olympics. There you go. Hell yeah, 2010 golden goal. Nice. I was at my cousin's there. There's a bunch of us there, like different family members. And yeah, the entire living room like exploded when oh, yeah. that goal was scored. My cousins and I like quickly rushed out to the backyard rink and reenacted it oh, however yeah, many course. times. So yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Um this one I had two questions and I wasn't sure which one I was gonna do, but um but I think I've got it. So third question here. If you were playing on a line in the NHL, so we'll assume yeah. you're a forward in this scenario, because I know you, yeah. you you're you're a goalie, but you also play forward sometimes. Yeah. Um, I suck at defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're going to assume you're an NHL forward here. Who would be one of the players on like your dream line? Like who do you think you'd have the best chemistry with? And it's like, okay, me and you were, were pairs on this line. And then the, the third guy kind of rotates in or whatever, but like, okay. Are we going with current guys or like all time guys? Um, well, we'll go all time. Yeah. All time. Okay. Or yeah. do you want to so, go current to make it maybe a little easier? Oh, I don't know if that would be easier, but yeah, it's yeah, sure. Know. We can do current though. Yeah, we'll do current. Okay. Yeah. The point current. is that the questions ramp up in difficulty. So let's so, go current player that you would play with and you think you would have the best chemistry with, regardless of team. So mm. which I think is a tough one. I, I really don't Yeah, know. I gotta think about that for a second, actually. Yeah. And like I, I also don't even really know who you'd pick. So because I'm trying to th- Okay, this might. I guess do positions matter? Because I guess I no, not really. Just this is just a forward. Yeah, because yeah. when I when I play, I normally play center. So like, do I have to think of wingers or no? Yeah, like you can be a like it can be a center who's playing on your wing or whatever, or like a you're the two guys that get sent out and we're going to team over kind of thing where yeah. you have like your top nine is comprised entirely of centermen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, oh, who I think, do I uh, who do I think I would have the best? Like who who would I want to play with that I ask sorry, one more time? So who would be one player on your line um for like the whole career? So but so that's how I worded it, but basically like you two would be the guys where like you just have insane chemistry. Like 
Who would be the other? If you're Henrik Sedin, who's your Daniel Sedin? That's what I'm trying who's to get Daniel? at. My Daniel. Okay. Yeah. Where you guys just are like lights out together. So, hmm. I know it's a tough one because there's so many options. Okay. I'm also trying to okay. think of like what your style. Okay, I think I've, I've, I'm I'm gonna write one down here. Um, okay, I, I think. Well, actually, or um, um, oh no, I wrote somebody yeah. down, but honestly, this could change depending on kind of what I'm thinking. But I feel okay. like this is a this would be a pretty okay. decent guy okay so i wrote down two but my the first one i wrote down here is the, the my my true answer but I, I wrote a second one down just in case okay. so i put oops i put crosby because okay. he's kind of a he's more of like a passer kind of guy i was gonna say gets laugh or like a ginla if we were going former players because i know okay. you like to score goals you're, you're more <laughs> of like the, the teamy up kind of guy um but i also had backstrom on here because he's kind of that guy for Ovechkin. Ooh, I, okay. I wrote Kuznets off, and then I was like, "That's stupid. It's more backstrom." But okay, now this is the first one you got incorrect. Okay, for then, like I said, this could change kind of depending on what I'm thinking. Like even like you say it, say, saying that, I'm like, "Oh yeah, Crosby could work or that kind of thing." Yeah, I went more for kind of the midway point, and also not just the offensive end. Okay, I went Matthew Kachuk. Ah, uh, see, I was thinking because that, but... because I feel like. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, I like to shoot and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like the couple of times I like, was able to play center, like as we were playing ball hockey kind of thing, like, yeah, I was able to put up goals or that kind of thing. But um, especially growing up playing sports, I was more of the playmaker. I was never the I was never the goal scorer by any means. Oh, OK. Yeah. Um, which is why I maybe sullied a little more because I didn't score really any goals. Yeah. That's um, but so like, I was a lot more of the playmaker, like passing was kind of my thing. Um, so I feel like you could have that nice balance with Kachuk, but at the same time too, uh, you guys would be nasty to play. Against. Kachuk, yeah, it would be like <laughs> the modern version of the Bash Brothers from the Mighty Ducks movies. I feel, yeah, like. yeah, for sure, for sure. That's, <laughs> you'd, you'd that, that's Matt, actually a really good answer. Yeah. You'd have Matthew hit him and just be like, oh, okay, like there is the you know the big guy. That's fine. And, oh, look at the little guy cut, and then there's two thirty me, like hit yeah. you like <laughs> shoulder to the gut basically. If we're looking at Zdeno Chara and going, like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, see, I think I just overthought it because I was I should have just wrote Kachuk because he's the first guy I thought of, but I overthought it. So I still um, remember the. I sorry, just really quickly, I still remember the, uh, um, the one like I was saying, like the one ball hockey game that I got to come out and play, and like it's a, it's a no contact league, and I like forechecked hard on this guy, yeah, and accidentally ran into him. Now this was a dude that was like built and was like sturdy. Oh right? yeah. And Easily I, like 6'3", like 220, I just didn't like, like slow down enough and I ran into him and I decked him over. sat him down, man. <laughs> and only I, like, only right time away. I've ever seen a penalty called in that league. <laughs> like right away. Oh no, there was a few penalties, but it was more... I was still involved in some way or another. Yeah. Anyway, um, but like <laughs> I bodied him and right away I was like, dude, are you okay? And he's like, he like kind of sat there like shocked for a second. He's like, uh, Yeah. I'm I'm good. And I helped him up, and we went back. Yeah, <laughs> but I, yeah, I just remember like decking that dude because like like you could tell that dude was yeah like that dude had muscle, right? Oh like, yeah, no, yeah, he was big. He had some weight behind him, and I knocked him out pretty easily. So 
I, I like how Ali worded this here, though. Who is the Derek Grant to Trevor Zegras? That's that's how I should ask the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not see, the Sonny no, Milano. I, it's the yeah, Derek Grant. <laughs> see, I read that. And I'm like, who's the guy that you would least be able to play with? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, Brad Marchand, because you don't want to have two short guys playing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, skill wise, I think we'd be fine, but not for the size. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this one we've got a fifty-fifty chance. It's a would you yeah. rather? Would you rather fight Zdeno Chara? Oh God! <laughs> or take one of his slap shots to the nuts? <laughs> Either way, you're, right. you're going to be in a lot of pain. Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, I got my answer. Okay, I said you'd rather fight him. I said I'd rather take the slap shot. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Because, I, yeah, because uh, the slap I, shot could cause like lasting damage, though. Yeah, but I feel like I don't think I'd be able to reach Zdeno Chara's head. Oh no, <laughs> Remember, nobody I'm, can. I'm five seven. He's got over a foot on me here. No, but at least it would be quick. Like he would throw like one or two punches, ragdoll you around a little bit, and then the rest would be like, "Okay, we're 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 done here." So you you'd probably Prob- come out like, yeah, probably like worse for wear, but like at least. Your your nuts wouldn't be like throbbing for weeks on end. Fair enough. Okay, it flies but, up to the but, size of a watermelon. Now, okay, I'm I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm adding like story time to all of these. But <laughs> I remember a lacrosse camp that I had. I was the only goalie with 50 players, so I was getting a shit ton of shots. And this mm-hmm. was all run by uh, Calgary Roughnecks players, like professional lacrosse players. Mm-hmm. And this was like during like a heyday of them. There was Jeff Shatler and. Uh, soon to be like multiple time league MVP Sean Evans and like a few guys. And there's that one point where I like basically there's like everybody was taking a break and I basically had all these guys to myself. Right. So you're asking the professionals questions and stuff like that. But as a goalie, you always think of like, oh, hardest shot or that kind of thing. Right. So I'm asking them, I'm like, well, who has the hardest shot here? And uh, like some guys are like, well, I don't have like a hard shot. It's more just place my shot. And like as I got older, I, I realized that and that yeah. sort of thing. But uh, I was like, okay, but out of you guys, who has the hardest shot here? And I think they all looked at Sean Evans, who, like I said, was the like soon to be multiple time MVP. Mm-hmm. He's, and they're like, probably Evans has it. I'm like, okay, I want you to go. It's about the equivalent of like the top of the circles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, go there. I want you to take your hardest shot at me because I just want to feel what an NLL shot feels like. <laughs> I think I was like, I was like 15 at the time. I was like, I, I just want to feel oh, what yeah. this feels like. Just hit me square yeah. in the chest. Like, just, just go for it. I want to feel this. And he rips it and hits me in the can. <laughs> and I dropped. <laughs> That's hilarious. You and, know that he was like this oh, he was 15 year old kid. He was thinking like... about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I have experienced that. So, mind oh, you, yeah. maybe not the 175. Okay. Maybe that's we should have asked that. Are we doing it like all star all star skills competition or like, yeah, yeah. does he have some pressure on him? No, no, he's he's standing top of the circles all the time in the world just to like running start, wind up, and just blast this thing at you. Okay, well you know what like, adoption's adoption's still a thing, so I'm taking the slap shot. <laughs> yeah, we we had just watched Jackass like a couple weeks ago <laughs> yeah. together. So I was I originally when I wrote this question, I had PK, but I was like, well, I mean, a PK Subban and a Chara slap shot are pretty similar, but like fighting Chara is probably a lot worse than fighting yeah. PK because Chara's reach is insane. So I changed it there, but that's that's where the question came from. So. Fair enough. Okay, uh, another one here. What brand of equipment would you use? Um, assuming you were a goalie here, so we'll say like your your pads, glove blocker, all that stuff. What brand Ooh. of equipment would you use if uh, you were in the NHL? 
Okay. And this is not really a tough question for you to answer probably, but for someone who doesn't know a lot of yeah. hockey <laughs> brands, especially goalie pads, I, I'm probably not even close. <laughs> Maybe, unless it's a super popular one. So yeah, I wrote CCM. Okay, now you would have been right probably like a year or two ago. I've been leaning a bit more with the Bauer stuff lately. Oh, yeah. So like whenever I've, whenever I'm like in the hockey stores and that kind of thing, like I, as much as I don't overly play, I do still keep up like with the gear trends and especially for Goldie gear. Um, Mm -hmm. Our, one of our buddies works at a pro hockey life and he's like, yeah, honestly, you could easily work at one of our stores with what I know, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like what Bauer's been doing lately. And I have like tried on their pads just, you know, in the, like in the stores or whatnot. They do feel pretty nice actually. So I, I'd go with Bauer. However, though, I've gone from a Bauer to like the CCM masks. Um, mm-hmm. The mask itself would not be Bauer, but I think everything else would be. Gotcha. So, cool. Yeah. Okay. Last question for you here. This one, it's a bit of a long one, but um, we'll see how it goes. So, you're in the NHL and you just won the Stanley Cup. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. You, you were on the Colorado Avalanche this last season and, and you won the Stanley Cup. Fuck yeah. So, it's the, it's the next day, like the day after. So, you spend all night partying with the cup because you, you just won. Um, and you wake up and the Stanley Cup is in your bed. The bowl has a sticky residue on it. What? what food or drink made the cup so sticky? What did you take? You took this cup back to your hotel room. You filled it up with some sort of edible substance and, and then ate out of it. What did okay. you eat out or drink out of the Stanley Cup the night after you won it? What did I eat or drink out of the Stanley Cup? And this one, yeah, like I, I would be very surprised if we got this one because like there's so many options but um okay i've got mine are you are you still thinking i'm just writing it down okay okay so i'll i'll just let you know i put a food and a drink like just to have like either or so you can you can put either or kind of like for okay so if i have either one of them we're good okay yeah, if you want to put like one of each, go. For oh it. yes, okay, yeah, okay. I definitely have a, <laughs> I definitely have a drink in mind then. But yeah. okay, so I, I think you're a simple. I think you're a very simple man, like in a good way. All right. Like yeah. it, it doesn't take a lot for you to be happy. And I was gonna write steak, but like it's not really practical to eat steak out of the Stanley Cup. Yeah, so I think difficult. that you brought that back to your hotel room and you filled that up with a massive pot of. Here, I'll cover up my other answer, my drink one of mac and cheese. Good old craft oh, dinner. Okay, now I'm wishing I put that down, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now that you say it, that's 100% what I would do. Yeah. Okay. What did you write then? Uh, I, I have them both pretty big, so just tell me what the drink would be. Oh, okay. Uh, for a drink, like, this is an easy one. You, you filled that bad boy up with Jaeger. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't be waking up the next day. I'd be waking up weeks later. I'd be in a fucking coma. <laughs> Well, not necessarily that you like drank the whole thing, but like you put a couple shots in there and passed. <laughs> I mean, it that would definitely leave it sticky. Jaeger is sticky for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so no, we didn't get that one. <laughs> oh, okay, it went a little more PG, I guess. Apparently, but oh, okay. I should have. I now that you say it, though, I would definitely go with the mac and cheese. I did write down ice cream. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, the drink though, I put 
uh, Diet A&W root beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you're making a root beer float in yeah. there. Root beer oh, float. You, oh, you're the, right. Yeah. In the Stanley Cup. No, nice. Yeah. Okay. I, I love my root beer. So I, yeah. I am a, I am a, put, put me on record for this. I am a slut for root beer. <laughs> so the quote of the season there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give myself a half point since you said mac and cheese is yeah. you're like, no, that's, that's actually what I would have done. But okay. So yeah, yeah. I got, uh, I got two points plus the half for mac and cheese that I, all right. Sounds good. Myself. So, okay. Now we're doing it for me. So I've got, um, some similar type types of questions, so it should be pretty okay. comparable, but they're not exactly the same. So, all right. Um, first two are the same though. So, favorite all time hockey player. Oh, excuse me. So, you write down who I, who my you think my favorite all time player is, and this is tough because I have so many players that I love equally. I feel like this is an obvious answer, but it might not be at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I've got okay. mine written down, so. Okay, I said McDavid. Okay, I also said McDavid. It's Okay. Like, there's other players that I like, and I'm like, are they my favorite player? But like, you have to ask, yeah. like. Because I was, like, trying to think of any, like, older Oilers, like, 2000s, 2010s that you might like a yeah. lot. And I was like, like I, like, I feel like you could, like, like, Taylor Hall, I know you were big about yeah. and that kind of thing. But I'm like, he has the McShrine. <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah I, I probably would have said hall or smith like a yeah. few years ago like smith is maybe the only other option yeah um but like Ryan hall, smith, not mike smith yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, <so>, yeah. <laughs> good call on clarifying um but yeah with like um taylor hall like if i would have followed him like around more after yeah. he left then then maybe but i did that's fair so, yeah that's fair um so yeah okay nice. so I got a you point. Get a point. sweet yeah okay uh, the other one is best hockey memory. Ooh. I've, uh, I've got it down, so whenever you're done writing, you can just show the camera. I said the... Edmonton versus New York McDavid goal from last season because we were there in person for it. Yep, November the 4th. <laughs> yep, that's the one. Oh, that was so good. Every once in a while, I just pull that up on YouTube and I just watch it like three times in a row. Like if, I, if I had a I, long day, I just do. I just watch that. Yeah, like I wasn't a fan of either team. You know, if I had to pick a team for the for out east, it would honestly probably be the Rangers. I do. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I've, I've never not liked them, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a game that I was definitely happy to be able to attend because like yes it's Connor mcdavid i like on ice i hate him with a passion kind of thing because he's not on my team but like to like ha like witness that like that literally came towards us mm -hmm. right that was kind of cool and then you like seeing on highlight packages you have a t-shirt of it now at this point right like yeah that, it was pretty wild so and mm -hmm. everyone goes okay well yeah he did like he did it against winnipeg i don't that winnipeg one wasn't the same to me as the rangers one no, and it was also like the moment too. Like it's dying yeah. minutes of the game. Like you're down by one. The Kevin and Lowe retirement. Came back like, in that game too. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So and, and like I've never, I've never heard uh, an NHL barn that loud outside of the playoffs. Like yeah, never. that was ridiculous. I remember. Mm -hmm. So like I, I did have to laugh though when everybody's chanting MVP after the game, and I'm like, everybody, it's game ten of the season. Let's yeah. calm down a second here. <laughs> it, it's because everyone was like 
so drunk at that point. That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> so um, I wasn't able to afford yeah. to get that drunk. <laughs> uh, me neither. But here we are. <laughs> you, you were pretty cut anyway. I, yeah, <laughs> you were. You yeah, that's had that's that some fun. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, all right. Okay. Question three. Question three. Uh, again, similar to your question three, um, but because I mostly play defense, who would I pick to be my D partner? To be your D partner. Uh, yeah. And we're going with current guys, we said, right? Um, yes. Okay. Yeah, or well, like guys that played last year, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Can, can count as well. But um, it's not a tough one because like, it's not really one. Like I don't even really think I have an answer, but. Um, I was gonna put who I would th- like who I would pick to put you with if I could. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, like I, I know your play style as well. Yeah, I think. Uh, hmm. I've kind of narrowed it down in my head, but it's like, okay, who do I want to put? Yeah, here this is. Yeah, we'll we'll go with this one. All right. Now, yeah, because you're a bit more of a defensive defenseman, mm-hmm. right? Like, and a bit more of a playmaker. You're not as much on the offensive side. No. Um, but you would need somebody that you could play that's like that has that capability. Mm-hmm. I put our boy, oh God, I put our <laughs> boy Jamie Drysdale down. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I uh, I mean, this could be a little bit of recency because we just talked about him for like half an hour today, but I put down P.K. Subban. Uh, yeah. Because not only would that be a lot of fun, but he's also like the offensive type. Yeah, And I think enough. he's the opposite hand. He's right-handed. It, Drysdale's a righty too, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, and you're lefty. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, it's we, we kind of went the same route. We just picked different players. So Yeah, fair enough. Same idea, just yeah, different guys. So yeah, and and Subban's a little bit, uh, well, from what I've seen, can, well, no, Subban's more fun than Drysdale. Not that Drysdale's not fun, <laughs> but fair enough. Subban fair enough. would be a blast. Okay, so I got two so, or three so far. Yeah. Okay. Uh, question four. Uh, this is another would you rather? So fifty fifty chance here. Would I rather be drafted by the Flames, or be, regardless of team, no matter where I go. Matthew Kachuk is always my line mate. <laughs> be drafted by the Flames or be forced to play my whole career with Matthew Kachuk. I, I this would I guess assume I'm kind of a forward, but um, okay. I think. Uh, oh God, <laughs> this is uh, this is awful. Like I I, I don't want either of these. Honestly, <laughs> Ali, Ali saying Carter with Jamie when he's a confirmed Drysdale hater. Surprising. <laughs> I love that you're never gonna let that go, Allie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just it for now or forever. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm just gonna. I got my answer. One. Lesser of two evils here. Um, <sighs> <laughs> I love how hard of a choice this is for you. Yeah, it's it's like really not like nothing, but okay. It's a hypothetical, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I said you would rather be drafted. Because you at least made the NHL and you hate Matthew Kachuk with a passion. Yeah, I uh, I put Kachuk. I would rather play with Kachuk. Oh. Just the thought of donning the red sweater at this point in my life just seems it just seems like blasphemy. It's it's just I, I can't I, I can't do it. Like 
The only times I've done it are for our stupid bets when my stupid Oilers just shit the bed <laughs> against the Flames. And and yeah. I just, it felt you, awful. Like, I felt dirty. Like, I actually felt like I needed to shower after I took it off. Fair enough. I guess, like, you had said, like, you were drafted by the Flames. So I'm thinking, like, okay, 18-year-old kind of thing. Not yeah. now, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, but whereas Kachuk, like, I feel like I could learn. Like, I mean, he's not, like, a bad guy, like, on, like, off the ice. But, like. Yeah. And, and like, if I was playing with him, like, who cares? But, like. You know, if I was like Fair against enough. him for all of junior, and then all of a sudden in the NHL he was just my line forever, yeah. and then, then I'd, I'd be like, oh, for fuck. So, but I feel like I could get over it. I don't. That's fair. Don't really hold a grudge. Okay, so I didn't get that one. So I'm two for four right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one. What would my goal song be? What would you? Oh. Yeah. This can is I, another tough one. Can I get the band? <laughs> or do I have? To, um. Can I get a half yeah, point yeah, if I get if I get the band yeah, right? Yeah, if you get the okay. band, sure. Yeah, you can get a half point. Um, yeah, I, I thought about this a lot earlier because I was like, "There's too many options." So, but I mean, it could change. And I have a feeling you'll get the band, but we'll see. Oh boy, there's a lot of. A lot of writing going on. Maybe you're not getting the band. <laughs> I just remember how, like what the song title was. Oh, okay. Oh, actually. Oh, wait, shit. <laughs> Ali says Nickelback because you're Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they got they do have some like good high energy like goal song material. Uh, okay, can I give two answers for this one? Because there was one that you gave two answers for. Yeah, sure. You, okay, your first answer counts, but um, or is the one we're judging by? But just to just to see if you can get the second one. Because I, I'm like, okay, it's between these two bands. Okay. Okay. So I initially said Thanks for the Memories by Fall Out Boy. Okay. Yeah. But then, it's a good my, song. Back, but then my backup was Last Resort by Papa Roach. Ooh. That last I feel like it's, good it's one, one of those, I feel like it's one of those two bands. Um I uh... or, or it's six AM. <laughs> Yeah, I I was thinking things thanks for the memories, but like I don't see it as a goal song necessarily. I don't know if Fall Out Boy has one that I'm like that's a goal song, you know. Like they have good songs, but not yeah. like a, not like a goal song. So I have I wrote Riot by Three Days Grace. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I I could just like I could see that playing in an arena, especially as like an overtime winner. <laughs> yeah. See, now you know what the NHL franchise needs to do is bring back the custom soundtracks because you could do that oh, for yeah. your be a pro and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. That. So. Yeah. Okay. Those were good options. The last resort by Pop Roach could be could that be could interesting, work. but yeah. yeah, it'd be like my secondary goals. Or it'd be like my hat trick song, maybe. I don't know. There you go. Like where it's like, okay, we've heard this song three times already. Yeah. Like, can we shake it up? But <laughs> yeah. I don't get hat tricks. So. Okay, so I'm two for five. So yeah. I have. So I have to get this one. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you missed the half point. Because you, you got a half point. <laughs> <laughs> that I kind of gave to myself. Yeah, but. okay. Okay. This one, again, kind of like your, uh, your last one here. So I just won the Stanley Cup. I was with Colorado last year. Just won the Stanley Cup. It's the, the day after, or yeah, the morning after the night we won. So next day, I wake up, and the cup is gone. I know that I had it last night and I brought it up to the room. There's a selfie on my phone of me in my bed with the cup. 
time-stamped at 3.30 in the morning. And I remember going to bed at 4.30 in the morning, but there's no cup. Where, where's the cup? What, what did I do with the Stanley Cup? Where, where in the world is it? And this is another one I thought long and hard about earlier today. And if you get this, I'll be so impressed. <laughs> Hallie, is this a game of Clue? <laughs> it was Carter <laughs> with the Stanley Cup <laughs> in the locker room. So yes, it is. I'm being very specific with my answer. Okay. Specific is good. Because I've been drinking with you quite a few times. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Where did I, I... I was hammered out of my mind, took the Stanley Cup back to my room at 3.30 in the morning, then decided I needed to go somewhere else with it and forgot it in said location. Where now, is it? Where is I it? put it, it's not that far from you. Okay. It's in the bathroom, either beside the toilet or in the tub because you were throwing up. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. I was, uh, yeah, I was thinking like, oh, maybe I just like put it in the, the shower and then like not think that that's where it was. But, or like I wanted to have a shower with it. But throwing up is a good one. But no, that's, uh, that's not what I decided to do at 3.30 yeah. in the morning and I had to take it. It might not be what you decided me. to do, but it's what you did. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Do you imagine throwing up in the Stanley Cup? That's that's gotta be. I'm like, sure. So, I'm sure a few people have done it. I'm sure. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you throw up anywhere else. Like you you throw up in like Wayne Gretzky's lap before you throw up in the Stanley <laughs> Cup. You know. But anyways, I no. Know. I, uh, all I all I know is that I partied with you past two a.m. quite a few times, and if yeah. we go past two a.m., you're typically in the bathroom. <laughs> typically, yeah. That's it, it, it's a good safe bet. But yeah. Um, all right. No. Uh, no. Somebody. Uh, some somebody called a poor teenager called the uh, the authorities the the next morning at like five a.m. on their their way to work and they were like, "What is this? What is it doing here? Oh what, what what happened? I it's in a Wendy's drive-through. <laughs> I decided I needed some JBCs four in the morning, and of course I'm going to take the Stanley Cup because how else am I going to?" carry the the four jbcs and the nuggets back Fair that enough. i want from wendy's so i i took it there i i put it down i started banging on the wind obviously wendy's was closed because i know 24 hours uh and then i got mad and then went home and went to bed and left the stanley cup in the wendy's as bed. you were describing that i thought you were gonna just say in the back of an uber and i was like <laughs> that's on par <laughs> uh no so we, we both really so only he, got two for each other there. Yeah. We got the first two, but we didn't get anything else. But we got we got the ones that we should know. So that's a yeah, good thing. That's, that's a fair. Good thing. Yeah. The, yeah, the other ones are, are pretty wild. I, the, I'd like to call our marriage a success so far. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say so, yeah. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> two two for six after eight years of being friends. Yeah, that's how, that sounds pretty good to me. So Yeah, it will, it will go six for six after 24 years. So There you go. <laughs> that's, that's how that works. Sure, that's so. how it works. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been another episode of The Quack Report. We will be back next week to talk about um, Ducks roster and what that could look like and, and maybe a little bit of an outlook for the team. Uh, and then in a couple of weeks, we'll do some division predictions and, and kind of 
evaluate the league overall before the season starts. But next week is going to be more uh, more Ducks focused, and then whatever other news kind of happens here. Um, Nate, if uh, people want to, I don't know, tell you uh, what what foods they think you should eat out of the Stanley Cup, where can they do that at? If I ever get a chance, I'm definitely doing the macaroni and cheese. Um, <laughs> I don't think they let fans do that, though, unfortunately. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you want to let me know what you would eat out of the Stanley Cup, you can tweet it at me, at Tate Nomas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S, or, of course, the Quack Report Twitter and Instagram. Which is at Quack Report Pod on all those places. The Quack Report on YouTube is where you can find clips from the show as well as our live streams. And, uh, yeah, if you want to uh, follow me on Twitter, at Carter underscore POTS, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97 is where you can do that. And also, uh, if you've seen the Stanley Cup, let me know where it is because i got to go find it. So <laughs> uh, that same same Twitter handle there. Check your local Wendy's because I don't remember where I was, when I, which one I was at when I left it there. So uh, promo code THPN at DraftKings and THPN15 at Raycon for 15% off. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We will be back next Wednesday, live 7 p.m. Pacific time. We'll see you there. 